This would be the, the tomorrow will be the second Valentine's Day that I've I've spent, spent with, with you. Yeah. That's kind of weird. Oh, I, I don't think so. Huh? Did I pick the wrong week to quit drinking? Scott Knee Pads, another one of our sponsors. And so if you're wondering, Jimmy, do you only test the stuff of your sponsors? No, but it sure puts it in the front of the line. This is quite the setup you have here, Jimmy. Oh, it's a shit show. I would like to be able to have tequila and then still claim that I'm not drinking. I told him I wasn't going to do anything he said in his thing. And I think he did say maybe too many beers. And look at me now. Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. Okay. Live from Perup, Nevada, the Valley of the Dirt People, it's Tech Talk, Taco Tuesday, with your hosts, Jimmy Lewis. And, and did I pick the wrong week to quit drinking? That's the question I just had for myself. Um, yeah, Logan's not here. I should have a co-host coming in for episode, exciting episode number 219, even though my sheet says 215. We're trying to do something right around here. And that's why this show is brought to you by some of our amazing sponsors. Of course, Yamaha, Taco Moto, Scott Sports. Hey, there's going to be a Rooster Endo tonight. There will be a Rooster Endo light. Rooster Endo light edition tonight. Climb. Like my new Climb Casual stuff. Sweet. Uh, DDC. Bulletproof Designs, Fast Company, Trail Tech, and Double Take Mirrors. All help and support this show that... Help support you and your bad motorcycling habit. No, it's a good it's a good habit to have. Trust me, uh, it's kept me out of a lot of trouble. I am glad that I think we have sound. <laughs> if there's no sound, then we have a big problem. But I'm seeing messages in the chat, so we'll see how this goes. Actually, I can see the chat here and my chat box is not the right size. So I'm going to try to fix that so that we can read them. So I had the power go out this week, which was uh, not that good. And uh, the problem with that is my computer was on and somehow it reset everything. It reset my buttons and my other buttons and then it forgot how to talk to the internets and a lot of things. So I will actually, oh, it's out of, out of sync. Thanks, Ron. <laughs> um, it's always out of sync. This, the last time I screwed the show up, the reason it was so jumpy before was because I tried to fix that issue. And you can watch 800 different videos on how to sync up your voice with your sound when you're running a separate sound channel. I used to have a voice matron and all these other things, and now I just have this one button that I love to push. Oh, thank God this show is running on full boost. So what we're going to do is... Oh, yeah, Craig, it's, it's like you were all drinking. <laughs> And for all you Canadians, I have no idea how uh, how how you you're gonna stand me if I'm not drinking. It's I'll probably be nice to you tonight, so you'll deal with it. Don't watch, just listen. <laughs> so that's uh, that's what you're gonna have to do. 
lots of uh, lots of stuff to get to on this show. Again, this is the show. Tech Talk Taco Tuesday is the show where uh, we, and I say we because I have personality disorders, um, answer your motorcycle and motorcycle product related questions. If I could get to all the segments that I that I'm going to invent tonight in the show, it'll be really good. Tonight's sponsor product spotlight, which is brought to you by Bulletproof Designs, which makes these really awesome chain guide swing arm tab protector mounts. This one's actually for a beta. I need to go put it on my beta before I peel the chain guide off. But our product uh, spotlight is brought to you by Bulletproof Designs. And tonight I'm going to talk about these stinky things. Scott Knee Pads, another one of our sponsors. And so if you're wondering, Jimmy, do you only test the stuff of your sponsors? No, but it sure puts it in the front of the line when we come to talk about stuff. And these have impressed me. I talked about it probably about 15 shows ago, 10 shows ago. I had just got them and I said, I'm going to wear them and I'm put them to the test. I have put them to the test quite a bit. And I'm super impressed. Because I'm a knee pad guy. I wear knee pads most of the time, especially motocross. I'll do some uh, knee braces and stuff. But uh, they sent me these and said, hey, what do you think of them? I'm pretty sure they're bringing them into the States. Um, if, they're, if they aren't now, they will soon. I'll tell you this right now. Really good. So I will get into that. And Ron wants to know about the Ducati dirt bike. So I actually watched a video last night. It was kind of like a, a raw video. It was like a someone at the track that had a phone and they were videoing stuff. And, uh, I looked at it for a little bit just to kind of see some things. They were riding on a really rough track. It looked like the day after a national track, it was pretty rough. It looks like it was wet and soupy and then it dried out and they only groomed a couple little sections of it. So Ducati 450, I don't know a whole lot about it. I mean, just what I've kind of caught in passing, they did a pretty good job of keeping it pretty secret. Um, but uh, bike sounds good. Looks like the power is pretty aggressive. Um, they really weren't able to, you know, really get on it that much uh, because the track was so rough. And to me, it looked looked very stiff. Um, it looked it looked it looked r- stiff and rigid is what the bike looked like. But you would actually, to be able to really make any determinations, you'd probably have to see a couple different types of bikes, brands of bikes running. To, to notice anything. The guys that were riding are super high-level guys. Uh, they didn't look like they were hammering. They looked like they were just kind of putting in laps. So who knows exactly what they were doing. There really wasn't any any commenting on this. But you did see them a couple times pull out a die grinder and start grinding on stuff. It looked like they were actually grinding on the foot peg tabs to, to make the foot pegs settle down a little bit lower. I, they might have been, you know, or they were tight, trying to take some material out underneath there who knows um anyways that's what i know about the takati i don't uh i don't know much else uh you know and like like i said i can sit there and look at it like anybody else and draw some opinions but until i actually ride one i i don't know don't don't know for sure you can speculate all you want that's what the internet's for speculation wait are we on the internet gronk Valley Bomb Squad says, I hear you're going to put the Cove 800 rally through its paces soon. Oh, you know what else I was supposed to do today? Besides send out 
all the Tech Talk Taco Tuesday t-shirts, which I started. Believe me, it's been a process. I have most of them here. I've got like five or six of them in bags right now ready to go. And uh, I started getting a process down. The one thing, if I struggle with anything, the thing that pisses me off more than anything else is being inefficient. And I will tell you that, and I'm going to use my remote controller to turn that noise off, which maybe it's not going to work. There we go. Nope. Who knows? I just got a fan going on here. Inefficient, which is what I'm being right now. And... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so yeah, I was struggling with um, getting those shirts figured out. You know, you have to weigh weigh each one and figure out what the postage is and all this other stuff. God bless all the people working in the shipping departments of places all over the world. Uh, Yeah, you uh, are doing the Lord's work after I just put five out of a hundred into there. And thank you, anybody who bought more than one T-shirt. So it's not really 100. It's going to come down to like like 60-some-odd packages. But And I think if you bought more than one T-shirt, you might be getting a little special surprise in the bag too. So uh, welcome to that. And if the person that bought, there's one guy that bought like six T-shirts or seven actually. I believe he bought seven. If you're in the chat or you're watching this show, uh, you'll, you'll know who you are and I'll remember the name when I see it. If you're that guy and you're in the chat, you win the special surprise tonight, the giveaway tonight, which is one of our prototype Tech Talk Taco t-shirt, Tuesday t-shirts signed by Ricky Brabeck. Dakar winner, two-time Dakar winner, Ricky Brabeck signed one of our Tech Talk Taco Tuesday t-shirts before he was a two-time winner. He was only a one-time winner, so now this thing's worth twice as much. So if... If that guy, and I can, during the break, I'm going to go get his name and check because he's on a list over there. If that guy's in the chat, he automatically wins the Ricky Brebeck signed Tech Talk Taco Tuesday t-shirt. And if not, I am going to give the Tech Talk Taco Tuesday t-shirt to the best question of the night. And we have our special guest just rolled in late. How are the tacos? The tacos were awesome. Okay. So you just don't trip over any wires. Be really careful stepping around here. I know it looks professional, but it's not. <laughs> and then you can sit down. Welcome to the show, Spencer from Trail Tech, the gear dude. How's your How's your volume? My volume's good. Okay, so you want to talk into the microphone. You know how this works? Yeah. Um, if you want more volume, I can turn that up there or down. And we're live. We've been going for a little while. I'm trying to figure out what just happened to my screen. This is quite the setup you have here, Jimmy. Oh, it's a shit show. <laughs> I don't know. It looks pretty professional. That's what that's what I'd like people to think. But <laughs> but with me being involved, it, it isn't it isn't that good. So I'm I'm I, I told everybody I'd go straight to the questions today. Okay. And so the job of the co-host typically um, is you ask the questions, you you read the questions and we have them. And then mm-hmm. when I when I have the urge to drink, like when I can't I can't do this, so that's when you would you would you would talk. So Okay. So let's just say I was really thirsty right now. Right. And then you would just have to to keep the show rolling. Gotcha. So I gotta read one of these questions? Well no, you could just you could just uh, introduce yourself a little bit. 
Hi, I'm Spencer Hill from uh, Trail Tech, marketing manager. Um, yep, I've known Jimmy for five or six years. I'm going to tell this story. Do you want to talk about the, the time that you and I spent Valentine's together at a, at a whorehouse? That story? Yeah, I have a better okay. name for okay. it. <laughs> I have a better name for it. So make sure you're talking into the mic there. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just check some audio levels here when we're doing stuff. And uh, so I got, I got a few questions. That was good. You, you held it. But usually, I, I mean, when I say drinking, I really get into, you know, I have a couple. Yeah. But I, I, like I told everybody at the start of the show, I probably picked the wrong week to stop drinking. Why? Well, you obviously didn't stop drinking, though. No, it's there. Oh, okay. No, it can be there. It's right. It's just out of screen's reach. I usually okay. have a, I talk about a tequila. Yeah. And 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 whatever, but I just said I'm I'm, I'm taking a, taking time I'm taking a time out. I well, you picked a good week. I don't drink, so oh, you, so, uh, so you can't even drink for me. I was going to offer you some really good tequila. Yeah, no, I don't know. I yeah. hit I hit the the crispy boys, the sparkling water. I hit that hard, but yeah, oh, that's no. right. You usually have like liquid deaths around you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those are that's big in the podcasting world. I see a lot of podcasters have liquid deaths. Yeah, they're they're really into that. They do a fantastic job marketing it. Do you think he'd get me some liquid death? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Do you think it would mess up my monster relationship? Uh, I don't know. They don't play in the same space, really. Like because it doesn't jack you up. Right now, and no. it doesn't, and it doesn't get you down. Because I've been trying, but it to, does murder your thirst. Okay, I've been trying to get, I've been trying to get a tequila sponsor for a long time now. But okay, back to the back to the questions. Um, okay, uh, let's see. I hear you're going to put the Cove 800 rally through its paces soon. Yes, this is correct. But I was started talking about inefficiency, and I got super inefficient with the show. I had a whole reel that I was going to put together of all the stuff I saw at the show, mm-hmm. but that got put behind the t-shirts. And it got put behind the fence. I had to take out today. And me uh, plus, showing up and screwing your whole crap. No, up. you guys, you guys showed up and you were here, in and gone. I hardly even saw your cat. Tried to take off with us. You told me to I, not take your cat, but the cat got in the truck. And Aaron opened up the door. He goes, "There's a cat in here." I told you. I know. Your cat's, so, so his you, cat's pretty rad. So you have a you have a um, you have a rat in your truck. You think so? Yep. Positive. She got in. She got on like she was sitting on the motorcycles. I thought you just trained her. Oh, I'm positive that it's she, she's no, she's she she hangs around. She's curious, but if she goes into the vehicles and stuff, if she's really into the vehicles, there's probably a uh, or something that smells like another animal like, that she could go. Kill. What about what about like fast food wrappers and stuff? Was that nah, no, no, not really? Yeah, yeah, no interest. Okay, we talk about motorcycle and motorcycle related products. Craig Albert says. My damn climb knee pads slid down my pants the other day, and my knee hurts like hell after landing in a rock garden. Does climb make knee pads? I think he's talking about the the actual D three O armor. Oh, the pads like in the, in the thing. Never, if you want your pads to stay in place, do not attach them to your garment. Right. This is uh there. You know, a lot of times when I adventure ride, I wear the the climb pants with the pads uh, built in. Yeah. Uh, but that's like, if I'm going to just do like a street ride or something, if I think if I'm going to do anything halfway aggressive, I wear my knee pads. And if, if something smells, Spencer, uh, you, you brought your knee my, pads, my product, my product of the week. That's why I talked about is these, is these knee pads. So if, if this is bad, if this stench, I, it's I, not bad. Okay, good. Yeah. Cause those, my knee pads and socks can light the, yeah, really things on fire. So I'm a big, like I worked at Moscow Moto before this or before I worked at trail tech, you know, yep. and we were big proponents of independent armor and how crucial that was for everything, you know, and 
people would ask, well, how do you keep the armor in place when you crash? It's like, well, you, yeah, you don't you don't attach it to the garment. Yeah, you want it to be kind of fixed on the on the body, and the mm-hmm. garments tend to twist and move. And and there's ways, like I said, when I wear the the climb stuff, um, I will make sure that the that the if it's over the boot, it's cinched pretty good, so it has a you know, so it's gonna mm-hmm. hit, it's gonna get the first impact, the first ding, and then after that, good luck. Because it could start twist and turn and all that. The jackets do better, especially like the Badlands and stuff that where they have like the straps, so you kind of are more like harnessed in almost, you know. Yeah, and and, and so that's like the Under Armour, the chest protector type stuff. Yeah. Okay, so uh, that's what that is. Uh, six out of three hundred isn't bad. Um, what was that in reference to? Six out of three hundred. <laughs> I don't know. Do you, Jimmy says Steve Bilo. Do you still take your school on the road? I took it here in Idaho in 2004, 2005. Uh, Steve, every once in a while, I do. Uh, the show brought to you by uh, JimmyLewisOffRoad.com. Uh, we have hey sold out this weekend. Class nice. class sold out today, so we're back in business. I. I always who doesn't want to come to Pahrump during the winter and like get to ride some motorcycles? It's beautiful and, right now. It's um, awesome. Yeah, I I don't know, but uh, I always equate. We were having some slow times, but I every time the price of gas drops down, classes are full. Gas gets up four, five, six dollars a gallon. Class goes down. So um, yeah, six out of three hundred. Oh, isn't bad. Yes, it is. I don't know what that is. Anyways, somebody said hi, Jimmy. Uh, Victor. Can you explain how the Nora 1000 is? Yes, I can explain this because now I was named as the uh, motorcycle competition director for the Nora Mexican 1000. And here's how it is. Um, Victor, Baja is a peninsula and they have a a place called Ensenada. And that's where we're going to start. And we're going to finish in a place called Cabo San Lucas. And that's how it is. And as, as the course director... What does that entail? You're gonna you're gonna make the the book for it, or and yeah, yeah. So so, and I'm not actually I'm I'm the competition director. So oh, it's, okay. it's like course director. It would be only in charge of the course, but they put me in charge of all of the moto. They, they what did they what did what did the Mexicans call me? The Mexicans called me the uh, the El Jefe Motos. Okay, yeah, I like b- that boss boss of the motos. We should get that on a name tag for you or something. Right. <laughs> Maybe even this year I'll get a I'll get a, a staff shirt. Yeah, but. So what I'm, what I'm, so I've been working with them for three years now, mm-hmm. kind of just started helping them uh, slowly move into the roadbook phase because they were having a lot of injuries and it was confusing because they have wrote, they, they, they mandated roadbooks for cars, which ended up being a really bad idea because when you're in Mexico, it's like, it's like. Baja 1000 style racing. It's, it's marked courses and they do give you like a tulip set of mm-hmm. notes but that's you never use this you you use a gps and the course is marked and you can pre-run well nora is none of that nora is no pre-running and they give they give the cars a gps track file but they also get a map book and that's how you know where the dangers are mm-hmm. they they give them a a gps file that has waypoints that mark the dangers but they the waypoints also mark the turns and the waypoints mark the speed zones and the waypoints so when you're on a motorcycle I mean, even if you had a Voyager Pro, which you're very familiar with. I am, yeah. Um, and you had the waypoints to say what they are, mm-hmm. you can't see that at speed. Mm-mm. And so 
Even uh, if you have it, it like in your right field of view too. Yeah, not to mention if you're trying to glance down. Well, that's that's what a road book is. But at least when you have a, a rally road book, you know, like like they race in Dakar, you have to dedicate time to look at that thing. Mm-hmm. And the dangers are clearly marked. They're colored. They're red. You know, you can see it. So you you have an idea of what's coming. Whether you pay attention to it, it's a whole different thing. But we had very good success the first couple of years of doing the um the roadbook navigation. So the first year I basically, the course was done. They said, can you help us? I came in, got the roadbooks mostly up to speed. The next year they let me completely do the roadbooks for motorcycles. So mm-hmm. I switched from the old kind of Nora style to a more of a rally raid style, just because roadbooks are like art. I always tell people, and it's just different artists and I'm not the best by any means, but I do have a, have a, I understand how to make them better. Mm-hmm. So I took them, made them better, and they gave, they gave me a little leeway to to change the course because it, it they're they're running you know they're running everything from old vintage Baja race cars from the 1960s all the way up to all wheel drive trophy trucks, mm-hmm. and they have motorcycles, and they they really don't like motorcycles and cars to have interactions, but they also do this thing called. Um, uh, so they call it a, a Baja Safari, which is kind of a non-competitive thing. And so they're, they're, we were still having issues with sometimes the 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 other car, the the Baja Safari cars being on there. But we we separated it out so that we didn't have car bike. Very few, one or two times, the fast cars caught some of the slow bikes. And they have a Sentinel in them, and, and with the tracking unit. So we we kind of eliminated that, but they gave me some options to be able to change the course a little bit. And everybody really liked just the small course changes that I made. Mm-hmm. And they said, we want more of this. And it got back to the race direction. And, and I said, I said uh, for, the, for the LSAO, the Mexicans that I work for, I said, I want to make this way better, but it's not going to be cheap. It's, we're going to do this the right way. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't want to, we're not trying to take on the Baja 1000 and we're not trying to, 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 to knock other rallies out i want to have like the nevada rally was for me i said this in the press release the nevada rally was the gateway for me to get into rally mm-hmm. it was accessible in the in the navigation back then just by nature because we didn't have gps or anything it was it was it was just roadbook so you could just go practice it was almost like somebody took a dual sport ride roll chart and made it big and i'm right. like i like this i want to do this right so i'm gonna make that i'm gonna make the course really fun super fun it's not going to be on very much car course. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I don't want to be on a track that that's been in the Baja 1000 in the last five years. Right. Like, cause it's just chewed up and anybody that says, I want to go ride that stuff, go ride it for 10 miles and come back and tell me you want to ride it anymore. Yeah. Watch a video, watch a helicopter video of bikes on the Baja 1000 course and tell me you want to do that for a thousand miles. Right. I, I don't want to do it for five, let alone 10 right. at all. So, and I've been down there a bunch. I'm gonna go back. I got about probably had another month down there to get this all sorted out. But um, we know where we want to go, um, and so now I'm making roadbooks. And it's, I mean, I've got the, I'm all the way down to Guerrero Negro. Mm-hmm. I mean, ten miles maximum in the in the first five hundred miles of hoops. Really? So it's it's amazing and. Uh, and the good thing is, is because we're a small amount of motorcycles and there's no pre-running, 
we can go places that regular races can't go. Yeah. And what are the parameters on that? Like, is it there's a huge sandbox or or do you have to stay within a, a there's, certain area? There's, there's areas you have to stay in. There's areas you can't go. There's, you know, biological areas and, and they have a, they have an ecological consultant that they deal with. So we propose where we want to go and they say, yeah, you can go here. No, you can't go there. Okay. Um, oh, motorcycles can go here, but cars can't. And yeah, there's okay. a lot of that. Yeah. The, the pre-running from the Baja races, the score races, has really turned off a lot of locals you know, people that live there to this because they may have a speed limit during the race, but do you think anybody goes at speed when they're pre-running? No. And, and half of the, half of the people are down there pre-running with six of their buddies and it's just a, a dusty mess. And now your road's completely torn up and there's a lot of noise and people aren't happy. Right. And it's, it's, but since Nora is kind of a one day thing, they can do things different. They have really good working relationships with a lot of the landowners and the ranches and, you know, when, when they told some of the ranchers where we were going to go, they're like, you know, 40 motorcycles? Yes, bring them. Because we'll make a little trail, and then that's an easier way for their horses to kind of cruise oh, that's around cool. and stuff. Yeah. So, it, it you know, because we're kind of reclaiming some old roads mm-hmm. that are back there and some neat stuff. So, anyways, um, yeah, Victor, that's uh, that's that's what I'm doing. I'm going to make that, that – I mean, if you, and if you, if you want to get into – Roadbook style rally, and want to do a real competition that's that's safe and and you know fun and it, you know it's the the days aren't too long. Some of them are you know they're they're long. You'll feel like you did something, but they're not they're not like you're not out till ten o'clock at night or anything like this. Yeah, it's it's manageable distances. You get to do the you know if you want to you can do the whole course by yourself in in one of the the rally classes, but. Some of the age group classes, you can still do teams. Like you can have two and three rider teams in a fifty class or, or a sixty class. Yeah. So or a vintage bike. So there's not a whole lot of classes, and they're it's all really well explained in their rule books. So uh, that's uh, that's what's going on. And Marco wants me to talk skiing. Marco, you 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 you're not going to get me to talk skiing. I you you're, you my skis are tuned right. <laughs> They're up in Mammoth waiting for me someplace. Nice. Um, okay. So that's what Nora is. Connor Steele. Jimmy, looking to get in rally, and I've got a couple questions. Ah, you came to the perfect place. <laughs> Should I go with traditional or digital roadbook? Baja Rally, Nora, Sonora are the targeted rallies. If digital, what do you recommend for a tablet? Does Nora plan to go with a digital roadbook in the future? So, Connor, um, I have been using a digital roadbook, which is basically an iPad mini for about six or seven years. And I, I don't, I don't think I've loaded a paper roadbook since then, since I started doing it. Should you go with it for training and practice? Absolutely. But if you're going to compete, you need to have the capabilities to do whatever the organization requires. Nora, for instance, right now is on track, 90% on track to be paper only mm-hmm. we are looking at some digital roadbook options and the reason for this is is right now with digital roadbooks they're there if it's an organization provided roadbook it's very expensive mm-hmm. like we're talking in the thousands of dollars to get a roadbook but there are some apps for both ipad and android things now where we can send you I mean, we could send you the PDF file, 
but that file is too easy to share. Right. You got to encrypt we, it. We somehow. don't. We don't want our course to be to get out there. Right. Like in fact, we make recollect roadbooks. Yeah. Some some of the stuff that we've got is so good that I don't want people to start, you know, running tours through it and stuff. Right. So so we need to be able to protect our assets in, in the roadbooks. But there are some systems out there right now where you could you can open the roadbook up for a day and then it's no longer available. Yeah. So and, and the the and the roadbook would the the digital roadbook would all it would be is a PDF reader. You're still going to need to have, you know, you can run it in whatever app, but the it, the app if the app is also the odometer and the cap repeater, mm-hmm. you should probably have that on your bike anyways, it, separate from that. But uh, I would just go digital, and if I were doing digital right now, I would use Rally Blitz, which is just search Rally Blitz, Connor, and that's the one that I use, and it works really good with um, Rally Navigator, which is the software I use. By the way, big ups to Rally Navigator, Mike Shirley. Sometimes he's in the house. Um, um, yes, throw, throw some throw some RNs up in the chat if you like Rally Navigator. This is the new thing I'm learning. I watch a lot of uh, some of the the DJs on the <laughs> on the things. Big ups. Uh, but anyway, so so the the apps you need to do it, it would be um, there's RB Nav Pro, which is Rally Blitz, RB Nav Pro, and then there's there's another app that we use on the phone. That's called Rally Blitz, and and that is just the odometer and cap repeater on the phone, but it also recognizes waypoints. So if your roadbook has waypoints, and it's FIA-style waypoints, it can do all the things. It can mimic what, like, a Stella or ERTF or a Rally Comp does. That's cool. So you can basically pretend like you're on a real rally. I like pretending like I'm in a real rally. Sometimes. You should do one. Yeah. So, I hey, was asking, I was on the phone with you the other day. Remember, the, I was asking you, how do, how the, do we make uh, big bikes rally bikes? In the United States. Yeah. And you yeah. were like, just don't do it. Don't do it in the United States. <laughs> don't do it as an event. No, what, you need to come down to do Nora because there's rumors are there's a twin cylinder team coming. Oh, I'll do it. So, so and, and somebody asked me today, and I actually talked to another guy I know really well that has kind of a job being an ambassador on a twin cylinder bike. Um, who could that be? I don't know, but <laughs> you almost said it. Uh, uh-uh. cause, cause I don't want to, I don't want to out him when he doesn't show up, but yeah. I'm gonna, I'll, yeah. in, 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 in private, that guy's going to get it if he doesn't show up. Cause I told him, I said, <laughs> I said, Hey bud, if I could ride my Tenere on this rally, it wouldn't be my first choice, but I would. Yeah. If I knew where their twin cells and and I kid you not, Nora is known for inventing classes when there's a a group of you know if 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 ten guys show up and they say hey we're gonna drive VW buses in the Nora one thousand like okay we'll make a class yeah this is what they do in the cars and stuff we, we're trying to minimize the motorcycle classes but like Rat, last year Radic mm-hmm. uh, rode a eight ninety well Radic's not, Radic's not Radic. he's not right yeah but. <laughs> it, 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 you know he, but he's a monster to begin with, just size wise. So he yeah. can do this. But even me, I'm not that big of a guy. I could easily ride my 790 on everything on the course, and not have any problems. So, I mean, you've I, also been known to be pretty good at riding motorcycles. I so. practiced a lot. Yeah. So okay. Craig says it's like watching a strobe light. Well, guess what? My drop frames is zero this time. So you take your strobe light and blame your own feed because I. Did it right tonight. That's it. That's all. I, that's all I. 
that's all I have to say about that. Uh, um, let's see. I look like the first moon landing. Hmm. Yeah. That's how that's how good the feet this is. This is pretty high res. I don't I don't know if I if we're looking at the same hey, thing. No, it's 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 their feeds and what let's see is you know it has to do is what I'm learning is it has to do with a lot of stuff like what Facebook or what YouTube is doing. Like if everybody's watching YouTube mm-hmm. in your neighborhood, yeah, it, it could be slow just in your zone and it could be your feed or it could just be YouTube spitting that's, that stuff. That's big internet. They're turning your dial down. It could be. You believe in that? To, no, I don't know. The algorithms, all the algorithms are oh, out to get you. Oh, I know they're out. To, I don't cheat them. I, I, I try to feed them. You try to feed I them, try yeah. to feed them, not cheat them. Yeah. It's different. It's different. Yeah. We'll talk about the insta-raping later. <laughs> the insta-raping. I don't know why you call it that. Like, Oh, I'll tell you why. Why? No, I'll tell you why. Because we came no, out and hung no, out? It was good. Yeah. Yeah, I, it was, it's how you learn. I mean, yeah. sometimes you learn lessons the hard way. What are you talking about? <laughs> we were, you got a big profile in Upshift Magazine. I, it was n- cool. No, it was good. It ended up being good. But I joking, because I didn't, you know, I didn't, I mean, I knew it. I understood it. But you got, and it was funny because you guys were very into like the tagging and all the, you knew all the, you were, you guys were cheating the algorithms at that time. No. Yes. We were using, if the you, system you were, only works if you work it, Jimmy. Okay, I'll I'll buy that. You you were you were definitely one step of uh in fr- you were kind of you you were taking advantage of every possible. Um, yeah, but this, this was still when when Instagram was like there was a level of organic like this was when still things were still chronological. So when people posted things, you saw it. You know now it's picking and choosing. So right. I don't I don't even try anymore. But well, that's the, that's what it's coming to i mean it's someone that's way smarter than me and knows a lot about this basically said if you figure out how to optimize seo or cheat the algorithm or whatever it is like that not only will they figure it out pretty quickly because they'll still go why did this go why did this spike yeah they'll also let you do it for a little while to watch exactly they'll they'll watch exactly how you do it they'll learn from it and then they're going to penalize you Mm-hmm. Forever, yeah. You're gonna, you're, you know, it's, it's like, you know, you're, it's like your three strike rule kind of a deal. Yeah. So uh, that's what it is. Let's get to the thing. Uh, we talked about skiing. Uh, BB says, "I love the Trail Tech Vapor. Great value, speed, RPM, and temp for under two hundred bucks." We love uh, the Vapor too. That's Thanks right. Thanks for using it. Trail Tech. I, I remember when those first came out. They were so far ahead of their time. Yeah. And it was just kind of. You know, Jeff back then was always coming up with these crazy things. And I saw him on... I still have never met Jeff. Really? Everybody talks about Jeff, and they're like, oh, I should go ride with him, blah, blah, blah. No, you don't want to go riding with him. He'll torch you. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's, he, well, he, that's what I've heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, evidently, he, his I didn't repi- say I want to race the guy, though. I just oh, no, no, no. If you just go trail riding, it will turn into a race. Yeah. That's, well, maybe uh, with you. That's No. Well, he, he wanted to race with me, and I'm like, uh-uh, I'm, not, I'm out trail riding. Because <laughs> we were in his backyard, and he knew the trails, and he likes hard enduro stuff, and... Uh, so, Frank White, is your guest from Trail Tech? We need a speedometer for the Cannondales. Do they still make that part? Yes, they do. Yeah. So, Frank White is the um, he's the owner of ATK. Okay. And they bought all of the Cannondale stuff. So, they're still, I, I don't know. If, Frank, are you still manufacturing those things, like making new ones? I, just, I heard Cannondale, the bike business, is going. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but, um, yes, I'm pretty sure they still make the part. Um 
if you want, I can put you in touch with Connor and he, uh, Connor, I'm looking at names here, Spencer, and uh, he can uh, get you in touch. Uh, what app do you use for the iPad? Like I said, uh, RB Nav Pro, Rally Blitz. Uh, just search that on the App Store and you should be good. The Blank. answer to that question is any bike will be better than a 2007 CRF 250R. Oh, no, I oh, thought it was Blanford, two, we gotta read 250L. His, I'll read his question, then you can answer it. Okay. Okay. Blanford's Riding Compound. Okay. Sounds daunting. He's got a, he's got a compound. It's kind of like you. No, I have a campus. A campus. Campus. Yeah. What 2024 dirt bike comes with the best suspension from factory for riding tight single track and jumping smaller jumps sometimes? I currently ride a 2007 CRF 250R, which is set up for moto. His answer is which bike, Spencer? Which I, bike? I, I'm not the right person to ask. The <laughs> only 20, I was just going to say I, I made a, a, a funny comments about it, but I've ridden the 2024 KTMs and they're, they're rad. The, the new suspension on the, the 500, uh, is close to you know professionally tuned stuff that I've had done, um, so that's that's where I'm going to lean. But I I don't ride as many bikes as you. Okay, so. Blanford, uh, this and Spencer both. This show Tech Talk Taco Tuesday is brought to you by Yamaha. Yamaha, Yamaha makes yeah. Yamaha makes a wide range of dirt bikes that I'm sure would meet your needs. And if you're coming off, so the interesting tight single track and jumping smaller jumps. So this is this is where it gets gets interesting because when you go to a single track the absolute worst thing you could do is have a motorbike. Mm-hmm. And then when you have jumping smaller jumps, that's where you get between the the we'll call them competition trail bikes or trail bikes and the FX or XC style bikes, which is the combination um you know racing slash it's you could go to the motor track, mm-hmm. but in at that point, you know, you're so so what we're talking about if we're talking on the KTM line, you're talking XCWs and XCs, and then if you're on Yamaha's, you're talking WRs and FXs, where the where the 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 YZ is the the motocross bike, yeah. And so it it kind of depends on how much you want to do tight single track and how much you want to do jumping part of it, even though it's just small jumps because mm-hmm. i've had people say i want to do small jumps and then i you know see them jumping tenere's off of ledges and they call that a small jump and i'm like no you want to talk about stock suspension let's jump some tenere's no, yeah well and and then people get their first dirt bike and they're like your first dirt bike what is it and they go bmw 1300 gs i'm like that's not a dirt bike <laughs> so so you got to take the the thing. So if you're coming off that motocross bike, anything you get in 2024 is probably going to get be better, even a motocross bike. I would, if you're going to go to the track at all, go with the FX or XC type of bike. If you're going to stick heavy on the single track and not really moto it, really look at the at the at the WR XCW style style bike. Um, it's it's. That's what it is. Uh, I tell people for the best, adventure but, bike side. And, like, and, it, and, it, and if you go best suspension, I'm going to tell you right now that you're, you're going to be hard to beat a Yamaha. And I'm just saying yeah. that as a, as a 100% test rider, it's not because they sponsor the show, but they do sponsor the show. The Yamahas are really good, but 
I just got an argument with with one of our te- with Trevor or test rider today. He hates the beta suspension right now. He says he he was telling me it was the best bike out of the two fifties. Then he hates now now he hates it because he tried racing it. Mm-hmm. He's like trying to race a bike that's just way too soft for him. So he's gone from it's okay, it's the best one of these two, and now he's like, well, the KTM suspension was always better. <laughs> and I'm like, it's it's a it's a it's a game, but. Yeah, you know what I got accused of on the last show? Hmm. You, you, this might surprise you. Um, dancing my way around giving a good answer. Huh? Did did I do good at That's that? It's called being a po- politician. I'm, I'm, I'm not a politician. I just don't know enough <laughs> to give you the exact answer. If you gave me more info, no, at, I think at, you did. No, I think you did a at, very good job. If, with that at, at that point, if you give me more info, I will give you a better answer. I'll, I'll, right. We can we can work more it details. Out. You know, I used to have. The Seat Concepts Hot Seat Hotline. I know we have a question about this in the thing here. The, and people want to bring it back because I want to. I want them to call in. It's hard to chat in. Yeah. And uh, But I want them to call in because then it's a, it's instant. There's a little bit of a delay yeah. in getting the chat. But that's maybe Trail Tech should come back in with the Trail Tech Tech Line. Tech Line. I'm into it. Okay. Because I haven't sent out my sponsorship proposals. Kind of wait till everybody burns through their budget. I was going to say, that's a tactical move on your part. Wait until all the budget's spent. It, it's, then. it's, because it, I'm adverse to making money. So I figured if I, <laughs> if I send in all my proposals and everybody's out of budget, that's why it's just easier for them to say no. Right. Okay. Right. That's my plan. This is why this show is such a success. Um, Asher Lito wants to know if Paul, Paul Torres is doing the Nora rally. Uh, I don't think so. I haven't seen him on the sign-up list yet, but that would be cool. He could do like wheelies and nose bonks, and I was gonna say there's yeah. some rocks that he could go off the side of the course and do some cool stuff on. Yeah, he rode he rode the um, the eco race. Did he? Yeah, he was on oh, a, he yeah, was yeah, on yeah. the factory Yamaha in the eco race. Him and there's another there was another guy in the Yamaha, and then there was a couple guys on Aprilias. Yeah, and uh, that it goes on the old. It's kind of goes. It goes at the same time as Dakar, and it goes on the old traditional uh, Paris to Dakar route. Yeah, I remember I had some friends that did that a couple of years ago, right before COVID. Okay, and Victor tells me I need to turn my OnlyFans server off while I'm broadcasting. That's right. Uh, <laughs> yes, sir. Eric Hermstead says, I have a problem after washing my bike. It would start up and only run for a second. I kept messing with it. And it would run for about 35 to 45 seconds. And as soon as you gave it a little bit of gas, it would die. Okay. So, Eric, before I go any farther, please put in the chat what bike this is. Your make and model, because that helps me a whole lot. Okay. After checking everything, including fuel pressure, which seems to be around 40 pounds, well, called PSI. But um, so he's got a fuel-injected bike. So that's that's we know this. Mm-hmm. With my homemade gauge, I ended up changing the spark plug, and it seems to have fixed it. Does that sound reasonable, that it would be just a bad spark plug all along and not washing the bike? I, there's a pause here. He kept us waiting. Yeah, you're still waiting. (laughs) So you got to finish the question. I'm just going to go with um, when you washed it, you got enough water between the spark plug cap and the spark plug and the cylinder, and it was grounding out there. Yeah. And then when you when you went to change it, it the water Dried leaked it out. out, or there was enough time. Because I've seen some of those spark plug caps. A lot of them have a weep hole at the bottom, and that's so that that if water does get in there, it can drain out, and 
if water doesn't get there, doesn't boil and build up pressure and pop the spark plug cap off. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've seen this happen on older older bikes with deep weld. Where do you um, land? Thing. Where do you land on using dielectric grease in there? Um, if I I I, I don't really. Um, I just thought it As, might help with corrosion. That's kind of why I do it. Yeah, really. yeah. And so I had a, a KTM um, when I got back from Mexico. My fuel pump stopped working, and it was a corroded fuse. Hmm. So I greased them up and stuck them back in there. Usually with KTM, it's just the fuel pump fails. Uh, Jay Middleton, uh, NMF. Yes, NMF to you too. Uh, that's uh, that's well received here. I'm going to go NMF up and get my skis up in Mammoth. Where are you going to be, Jay? Jibber Jay. <laughs> so, okay, Weston Crockett says, worth the money to buy a WR and spending mo- money on it or just buy a YZ and throwing a WR trance in it? Huh. I'm sitting there thinking that a transmission would be probably more expensive because you, so so here's the thing with the Yamahas and what are you talking, 250 or 450? Because... Aaron says it's cold outside. Oh yeah, that's Aaron. Is he's, he out? he's literally outside. Yeah. Do they want to come in? Yeah. They they can come in. Just tell them not to touch anything. Okay. There's a lot of contaminated stuff in here. Actually, they can <laughs> sit on the couch there where I have the the uh, the the merch giveaway okay. section in, of the of the office. I'll text them. <laughs> it is cold outside. Yeah. No, they're probably petting my cat. That's why my cat's not meowing like crazy. Oh, yeah. Here. Well, they're doing their job then. Okay, so back to the, the WR. Uh, 250 or 450, because the 250 has a six-speed trans, and the 450 has a five-speed. And I got a question about the five-speed trans. But I just think that just pain-in-the-ass hassle. I would buy the WR if that's what I really wanted was a WR transmission and go the route of making the motor more into YZ. Um, but what's wrong with an FX at this point? Because the FX is exactly what you're asking for. The FX has the... What's the difference in money, like, out the door? I think they jump, like, they jump, like, 200 bucks as you go up. 200 from YZ. You know, it depends on the dealer and the range, the area, too. You know, yeah. two or $400 when you go from YZ to FX and another few hundred bucks to go to WR. <laughs> and My it, question is, how much is your time worth to, like, do all that work at the end of the day, you know, like... Just start closer to, to the final product that you want. You yeah, know what to I switch mean? the um the the switching out of the trans is a big deal. Yeah, I'd rather I'd rather buy a you know an ECU or just start with the FX and add lights if that's that's the area you want to go. The WR, you know, at, at that point is he is he worried about making the motor different and making the suspension different? There's a there's a lot of there's a lot built into that question. So I. Yeah, I would go. I would start with a WR. Actually, sounds like he's asking for an FX. That's just, that's all I say. Yeah, Blue Crew. Thank thank you for to Yamaha for supporting this show. I have uh, I I've, I've ripped my WR four fifty around, and every time I ride that bike, I'm reminded how much like I got it set up now with the big tank. So. Mm-hmm. We went riding with, we had the WR450, we had a YZ250 FX, and a Beta 300. Yeah. I should tell everybody about how I, how I, um, the clay pistons that come in the KTMs. The clay pistons. Yeah. Do you don't know about this? Yeah. Tell me. No, they, they have, they, they say they have clay pistons. That's what I heard, but I, I had to check for myself. 
That's why we have a test bike. But anyways, he took the Beta and the two Yamahas. And I was riding with the guys from Rabaconda. Yeah. They make the tire changing thing. I met them at the show. Cool product. Really cool. And we um, we just kind of were just BSing. I'm like, how long are you guys here for? They're, they're here for an extra day. You want to go riding? Yeah, I got bikes. Come on out. Uh, we went and ripped around. But... That's a, the WR is so bitch. <laughs> I, we're like, like when the, when the we have these big sand washes out here, and a three hundred just doesn't cut it. I mean, mm-hmm. it's the point where you want you want something bigger. And the the and I've ride, I've been riding so many KTM five hundreds, which are kind of lazy. And the WR just because I can tune it with the app, it's mm-hmm. so easy to just. Do-do-do-do-do. And I so I have my two maps in there. I have this like basically my sand wash map. Yeah, so good. Um, okay, so regarding the beta suspension, I fully agree. I <laughs> now Trevor, you've started something. It says Gronk VBS. My twenty year old KTM has better suspension than my twenty twenty one five hundred RRSS. Gronk is from Canada. He lives underground, like okay. like most Canadians do, and. Uh, he tried to convince me of this a long time ago. So, Gronk, you and Trevor, you guys start your own little uh, fan club. Uh, and then Eric's bike was a 2018 Husky FE 350. So that does have a really deep um, spark plug hole mm-hmm. in there. And I'll bet you somehow you just got a lot of water in there and it was grounding it out if that's what fixed the problem. And were you washing it with a pressure washer or like a garden hose? Yeah. So. I And I have not fouled a spark plug for i'll bet you it's been 20 years really so and i and i i have not had a spark plug go bad for like the last spark plug that went bad was on an xr100 when we were racing the baja 500 on it it actually an xr100 yeah it's the one that's up in the shop yeah or in the circle garage in the school room it's it's the one that's hanging up on the wall there it's a really trick little bike but we actually broke a spark plug it the, the the electrode or the, wow. the, the porcelain on it cracked and believe it or not we found another xr100 along the side of the course <laughs> you're like hey can and i sto- borrow something yeah stole it stole the spark no we actually were given the spark plug we got a goggle sponsorship too um so yeah that's uh was that was that larkin right i think it was larkin that gave us i'd have to ask larkin and he probably won't remember either but we we were going down mike's road and when it started sputtering and stuff, I think it had been sputtering for a little while. It started sputtering really bad. And we actually had an XR650 as a chase bike. Mm-hmm. Was it 650 or six? No, it would have been the 600 at the time. We had an XR600 that was like a chase bike because we were carrying extra tubes because no Honda pits would have tires or anything for us. We had wheels spread out at some of the pits. And we had some parts like air filters and things, but we did not have a spark plug because I've never had a spark plug problem on an XR100. Yeah. And this thing was sputtering. And I saw an XR100 on the back of this motorhome, and I said, pull over. So Dave, who was riding the bike, we pulled over, and we started diagnosing it. Sure enough, we found it, the, the broken spark plug. And so we just took the spark plug off of that one and put it in and nice. off. And he took our goggles, whatever we were wearing at the time, and threw them in the bushes because he was the goat goggles guy. Mm-hmm. And he gave us new goggles and put stickers all over the bike while we were working on it. <laughs> nice. So, um, Okay. He's the 450. Just thinking suspension, ECU, et cetera, it starts to add up. Yeah. I, I would say that if you're looking, get the FX. 
the FX has the the same transmission as the WR. That's what's cool about that. Well, some people hate the FX for that, but then get a YZ. So, uh, yeah, the FX is your answer, Weston. Um, tell them tell them Jimmy sent you when you get that uh, FX. So, okay, we are going to get into the uh, questions here. Uh, if you want to support Dirt Bike Test, you can click through on our Amazon um, links, uh, Rocky Mountain ATVMC links as well. Uh, where's Jerry's book? I got it hanging on the wall. Jerry Bernardo's book. You, you want to have bad dreams tonight? No, not really. Okay. No, he's got, it, they're poems. But okay. Did the cat come in? Uh, let's see if she sticks around for a couple minutes. Just don't let her into the regular house. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there she is. Hey, Selma, come here. Yeah, come here. You want to be in Tech Talk Taco Tuesday? Here you go, bud. You've been on before. She this, is, this cat got into the, the Trail Tech uh, vehicle immediately. Yeah. She felt right at this home. This is Selma. She's the uh, official cat of Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. Say hi, Selma. Say hi. Say She's hi. She's like, I'm not your You're show not pony, Jimmy. Yeah, that's what she does. She she just she goes to the bar with me now. Does she? Yeah. Will you she, take her on your bike or in your truck? No, we walk. Okay. Yeah, we walk to the bar. That's you know right. there's two bars within walking distance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I picked the wrong week to quit drinking. <laughs> so we can't go to the bar. Okay. So She's like, you can't go to yeah. the bar, Jimmy. <laughs> Back to the show. Yeah. Um, what else does other stuff do we have? Um, hey, uh Check out our uh, JimmyLewisOffRoad.com for our school dates. So we have an all-women's class that's almost full, and a, I think our class in April April has a couple more dates. So that's what we got going on. And, of course, uh, you can dress like me. Buy some new Climb Casual gear because right. it's, it's out. They're stocked up. It's good. Good to good to know. And I just got to say to anybody that's on the fence uh, that hasn't done one of Jimmy's classes, I've come down here three times during the winter and taking your class. Yep. And Perump's awesome. And come down here in the winter, plan a couple days on either end, go ride in Death Valley, take a class. It's awesome. Hey, the the that's what people, especially if you're not from here, you have no idea that this is our riding season. It's awesome. Yeah. That's why I'm down here on a trip right now right. to do six days of, of riding. It's a little cold in the morning, and it gets really cold really quick at night. But during the day. It's it's optimum riding conditions. Yeah. yeah. And then and then especially when, I mean, you guys are hitting it. It was so good last week. Like, the, the reason that I haven't sent out those T-shirts that these guys are staring at, don't touch any of that stuff. No <laughs> touching. There's that whole area over there is a disaster zone. There's toxic chemicals and hazardous materials. You guys can come over and sit over here on the just pull the put those boxes on the on the ground there and no turning the massage chairs on. They make too much noise or you'll make too much noise in there. <laughs> uh but um yeah, it's it's this is awesome riding season. So, let's uh let's get right into the Oh, what what are we testing right now? So, let's see. Hey, I tested a I should have put a photo of it. So, I tested a Honda Transalp in is that that Transalp you have sitting out there? Yeah. I tested it in two feet of mud. Yeah? Like I was I was going across a I was going a, on a road basically where it's a hey, you get you show off. Here, go <laughs> go down there. I was riding on a I was going I was going to a motocross track. I was riding out to a motocross track. There was supposed to be an electric bike intro and I was wanted to go ride the electric bike, but they didn't tell me it was canceled 
and it, but it was really muddy at the track. And I'm riding out. It's out in Sandy Valley. And I'm riding out there. And I'm coming from this side. I took dirt roads because it's faster. And I was just buzzing along out there. And I, and I know that the lowest part is really close to that. And I was riding down the road. So I got out of the roadbed because the roadbed's like two feet lower than the than the surrounding thing. Yeah. They, it's silt. Yeah. And they they keep pushing it out. And and I didn't want to go down there. But then the, the ditch is going across really bad. I'm like, oh, I can, I can cut across this thing. Well, when I went down across it, I went over to the other side and the ditch is really bad. But it wasn't that bad where the road was. So I went back into it. And... And I was kind of going and it wasn't too bad. I wasn't spinning too much. And I was able to stay on the crown and then the crown started to disappear and I dropped into the into the into the rut. And there was still water flowing in it. Yeah. And it wasn't that bad. And I should have got out. I got a little cocky and just it was hard. And it just slowly started sinking. And then when I decided to try to get out of it. It was too late. Yeah, it you couldn't climb it. It just kept falling in. And 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 then I stopped before it was too bad. And then I'm trying to get it out. And I really should have just got off the bike, laid it over, turned it 90 degrees and pulled out. It was right. all, this is on me. Right. The, the thing, but I said, eh, you well, know, that's not- how these things happen. They're, they're these very small things that cascade into a bad right. situation. I'm, I'm riding by myself, <clears throat> but I have a tracker and I'm within sight of the motocross track. At this time, I did not know that they had canceled it or there, there was nobody there. Cause there yeah. was nobody there. Cause I figured, well, Somebody will come help me. From yeah, the, for sure. I, yeah. I, it's not going to take much to get this out. But anyways, I should have turned the bike, but I went a little bit farther and it started getting worse. And I'm really, now I'm pinning it and I'm trying to get it. And it, it, it and I'm going in worse and it's getting worse and worse because the water's getting deeper. And now I'm on the skid plate and, and I'm screwed. And I, you know, I stopped a couple times to try to hop it up, but it was just, it was in a, enough of a rut where it just constantly find the bottom and 400 pounds. I can't win. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to lose this battle. So I laid it over, went and found some wood and put it underneath there. I had my tracker. I, I sent my, I'm delayed message, called my wife, said, Hey, look, I'm going to send the, I'm delayed one. I got a couple ideas. I called uh, my buddy, Jimmy, who's been a co-host in the show from Vegas. Hey, Jimmy, what are you doing? <laughs> he, he was like, well, I guess I'm driving out to Sandy Valley. <laughs> all it took, and I'll mention they were just laughing when they came out. It, all we did was put one little strap around it and just gave it a pull. And it was just, that was just enough to be able to drag it up out of the... and drag it out. But I, I, I tried to extract it three times. I found wood and panels and bushes, anything I could do. And it just, you'd come out of it. And like, there was the main rut where the two wheel ruts were. And then there was the two foot rut off to the side and it would just always find its way. And it was that kind of mud that if you tapped on it, water came up. Yeah. I mean, there was water flowing where the bike yeah. was stuck because now that it, it this had made the new deepest yeah. spot and it was filling up with water, but I was able to drag it up out of there, but then it would slide right back in. Yeah. And I was a mess, but so yeah, I don't do dumb things. <laughs> I ran into a section on the, I think it was the Arizona BDR, one of the like impassable when wet sections. And that's right. when I learned what impassable when wet meant. Did you get donut tires? Yeah. Yeah. That's and just an absolute shit show. Like stand the bike up, get on the bike, just fall over. Like just, it was snot. Yeah. And it was the bikes, the tires got all caked up, you know, and uh, the spro- a rock actually got the... The chain and sprocket were so gummed up with mud and crap that a rock had gone in and lodged itself in the front 
between the front sprocket and the chain. Oh, yeah. And so I was trying to push the friggin' thing. And like I thought there was something wrong with the transmission or something. I could not get the thing, the wheel. You can't to see it. Yeah, because you, you can't see it. Did your chain? Did your chain look like a big rubber band? Yeah, yeah. yeah oh man, I was so pissed. Yeah, when they, when they on the on those rides on the BDR rides and stuff like that, when they say not passable when wet, that's what they, they mean. They're they're not. It doesn't matter what level rider you are. It has to do with what the mud's going to do to your motorcycle and and where you're. And here's the thing, because I've gotten stuck out there in thunder showers. Where you can, if you can keep a certain amount of speed, mm-hmm. you're fine. But you're going to have to slow down at some point, and then the tire is going to p- start picking up the mud, and it's going to, especially with a low fender, yeah, it becomes problematic. It's going to get stuck on the sides of the swing arm. The good thing about the rear is you can keep it spinning, yeah, and you can kind of keep it chucking, but you can't. And so that same thing will happen to the front, and even if you have a high fender, it's going to stick between the forks, yeah. And the, these are things you can't get out. So it's it. And if you're if you're not a really skilled rider, it's just going to happen a lot quicker. <laughs> yeah. And and you can kind of ride off into the, sometimes into the bushes, but typically in my experience, where this kind of dirt is most prevalent, it's also really kind of sagey, thick brush that you really can't. Yeah, this was ride, like forested. Right it was through. like you didn't really have a choice; you had to kind of yeah stay on it. And and the, you may think, oh, it's it's on. Sometimes you can ride on the edge of the road. Uh, sometimes the center and the edge is better than the tire track sometimes a tire track is best it's real condition dependent but i've seen it where i've been riding in the forest and you and this is like afterwards you come to a section that's all of a sudden it's oh it's packing up hey i'm gonna you know jump off into this pine needles and then the pine needles and it makes cement yeah it makes a it makes a carbon fiber mud onto your onto your tires it reminds me of one thing that you taught me or said to me on a ride once and i still remember it every time i get into sand uh you and you were talking about the rear wheel spinning. Yeah, you were like, "Why the fuck are you touching your clutch? The rear wheel—it's already spinning anyway." Right. You're like, what are you? Why are you burning out your clutch in the sand? Like, just—it's already spinning. So I think you're, about you're, that yeah, every yeah. time that I'm dicking around in a in a I'm stuck in a sand berm or something like that. I'm like, it's just habit. It's just habit to like want to rev it and go, and it just yeah. So you, it's just it's. I don't know why that's the natural instinct, and I, some of it is because. A lot of people they they're 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 out of balance, and so the what they're doing is they're they're using the pop of the the to catch their balance again. Yeah. So if you eliminate the first problem, you don't have to do it anymore. But you think about it, you're just reducing the power. And if you use your clutch to reduce power, that's a really bad technique, really bad tactic. You don't yeah. you never want to do it. You want to use the clutch to amplify the power when you right. when you when you need it. Um, but that's for a different show. I call that. Better Rider podcast. That's that's for your class. That's, that's for, the for class. when you come and take the class. Come yeah. and take the class. I can explain all this yeah. stuff. I still think about that being in balance too. Every time I jump on a bike and almost fall off it. Hey, I'm you guys are gonna go riding this week. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you. I'm gonna ask you a question. I like this. This is my trivia question. I like to ask when. This when, is the casting couch question. When do you grip your motorcycle? Where do you grip your motorcycle? When do you grip your motorcycle? Ankles. 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 Okay. When do you grip it? I use my steg pegs. Oh, okay. We got, we got, we got, we got some uh, uh, people have had this stuff before. No, the, the 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 answer is you grip your bike when you're falling off of it. Okay, so when you're out riding and you catch yourself gripping your motorcycle, and I'm talking about gripping onto the handlebars or gripping onto the foot pegs or wherever you're gripping it, ask yourself why am I falling off my motorcycle, and then fix the problem. Yeah. 
how do I do that, Jimmy? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> if you so, got to ask, you can't afford it. <laughs> no, no, you, we're, we're, I'm going to put, I'm going to make it, I'm going to do, we're going to have the whole school on video pretty soon so everybody can afford it. It should work. Love out. it. Really good. Um, and Mark Daniels, he's late. Mark usually does Tech Talk Taco Tuesday and Tequila. He has the five T's. Usually, he's usually on the plane with it. Mark, I have some bad news. I picked the wrong week to quit drinking, so I can't have a tequila recommendation to you for you. So um, good with that. Hey, uh, since it's that time in the show, I'm going to surprise you with this. The defending Whoa. champion. Yo, it's an ad break. You'll actually listen to the ads. Huh. Yeah. There's a, do we have a trail tech commercial from you guys? Probably not. I've got one that I can give you, but no, I don't think you do. I'll, I'll send it in when we uh, send the next uh, ad proposals out. What's up, Moto Buddies? Mike here from Taco Moto Co. What is the Taco Touch? It's the best service in the industry. Virtually 24-7 tech support via email or text. And it's like having a dirt bike doctor on call every day of the year, helping you fix your bike or recommend parts or setups for you. If you've ever received an order from us, you know that the Taco Touch extends to our fulfillment and our orders come with the coolest stickers that you've ever had uh, buying parts from anybody before and a handful of root beer barrel candies. Um, all of our Taco Moto Co. branded components come with a no questions asked lifetime warranty and we'll even extend out the warranty of other manufacturers, OEM and aftermarket parts where we can, sometimes for life. We test and tune endlessly and exhaustively and obsessively. We're trying to destroy everything that we can before you get your hands on it to look for weaknesses and to improve it or to make recommendations to the manufacturer. And if it's something that doesn't uh, meet grade, then we don't offer it Sounds on the like store. Everything that we carry is something that <laughs> yeah. we have personally sure. used, tested, and ridden, and raced, and knows meets the, the high taco touch demanding standard. Taco go touch demanding standard. He put his taco sauce on it. Taco sauce? It's funny because usually people tell us, hey, you left your mics on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bud. See, the dangerous part about flex bars is once you ride with them, you can't ride without them. Right. And we are back. Back. Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. Thanks for uh, supporting the sponsors that support this show. Again, Double Take Mirrors, Bulletproof Designs, Fast Company, Trail Tech, DDC, that's Delaney Drive Components, Climb, Scott Sports, Takamoto, and Yamaha. And if you're not riding a Yamaha, then I'm going to just give you a hard time. That's right. Uh, Blue Crew. 
I'm watching my drink spill. It'll probably spill What's on going my on buttons there? and short circuit the thing. I don't know. It's probably it's, it's a chemical reaction with the aluminum can. I didn't. You saw I cracked this thing. I didn't spike it like I usually do. Uh, yeah, usually I'm spiking them. You know. So yeah. Mm-hmm. That was your cue to talk, but I'm talking. Um, oh, how do you? Let's talk about these goggles. Scott goggles. I I'm pissed that these are here because I want to wear those ones. <laughs> Why don't you wear them? Oh, these got to be your displays. They're they're the display ones right now. I need to yeah. get a couple more because I've I've been I've been riding a lot in the mud and just white. You know, actually, so one of the kids that it was, it was over at the when I got my goggles cleaned off, when we we finally got the bike out the Tenere out of the or Tenere the um the trans out out of the mud, got it over to where the truck was where their truck was the truck drove right you know quarter mile from where I was, and. uh Kid TJ, we've had him on the show. We call him Side Panels. He go. He saw how bad the goggles were, and he he just he goes like he goes like this with his shirt. Yeah. Like oh, here, I'll help you wipe them off because I was completely covered in mud too. Yeah. And so I handed him the goggles, and he just took it and just went. I'm like, whoa, 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 bro. bro. <laughs> I'm like, just take it, and because I have like Rain-X and stuff on him, just take yeah. it one smooth, nice. You know, yeah. it all fall off. You just. Like, Going, ah. Here, let me fix that. <laughs> so, uh, okay. If Ron Wild, Wilder, Wilder is in the chat, Ron, let me know because you, you are going to automatically win the signed Ricky Brabeck Tech Talk Taco Tuesday t shirt. Or I'm going to go back through the questions in the chat and pick somebody else. That's the giveaway for tonight. And next week, we're going to have a Trail Tech giveaway. Yeah. What do yeah. you want to give away? I don't know. We have cool uh, universal TTOs, universal temp sensors. Okay. You can, it comes with like this little sheet now, so you can use for like your cylinder head bolts or any, it comes with a bunch of different size radiator fin sensors. And so you can use it as a temp sensor on anything. You can use it on a computer. You can use it on a bike. You can use it on a car. It's pretty cool. Oh, just because I because I used to used to have specific bike specific kits that would put inline radiator hose yeah. thing, and but I also had the ones that had the ones that we'd stick. Because I used to I used to use those for a lot of actually I would use the old Voyager the standard Voyager to do a whole bunch of uh, testing. Yeah, on stuff. So I'd have like two and three Voyagers mounted on a bike, and I'd have different temperature sensors. Yeah, around the around the engine. So because we did one test, I remember we were testing all different kinds of coolant and radiators and. Uh, different impellers fan and kits, yeah. all, all all this stuff. And what I learned is trail tech fan kits are the best. That's what you learned, right? The trail tech fan kits are excellent. <laughs> yes, they are excellent. They're, 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 but you got to remember that's all a system. Yeah. And when you, when you change one thing, it affects the other. So like, you know, it was, it was originally started out as a coolant test, mm-hmm. like all the different types of coolant, like the engine ice and the Evans and the water wetter and straight water and Preston, yeah. you know, all the ones. And then we're like, okay, there wasn't much of a difference between all of that stuff. Uh, the best was water with water wetter. Yeah. That that was the best, but we're talking like maybe five degrees yeah. of, of temperature change and, and how it worked. But then we're like, well, what happens when you put a better impeller on? What happens when you put larger capacity radiators? What happens amazingly? It snowballed. Well, the the testing snowballed, but amazingly, usually 
one thing would affect something else. But when you, and most people are more concerned with like boiling over. The best thing you do there is a fan. Yeah, that is by far and away to have a fan running because usually boiling over in in slower speeds. But if you see guys like in the races when their bikes are boiling over, that's from the clutch. Yeah, it's really hard to cool motor oil. Right with the coolant that's running through your cylinder and top end. It will yeah. do it slowly. But that's why when you see on these factory bikes, they have an oil cooler built into to that system as well. Right. Um, but that's that's different. But, you know, you start going to, like, larger radiators. Well, not only it takes a little bit while for longer for it to heat up, but once it heats up, it takes longer for it to cool back down. Yeah. Oh, let's spin the water through there faster. Well, if you spin the water through, sometimes the water can't cool down. Right. So if you're going to increase increase the water, the, the capacity, maybe then you want to increase the impeller. And now a lot of these bikes, these factory bikes, stuff, they're running electric impellers. Mm-hmm. They're not using the, the one in the cases anymore. They're spinning electronically. That's also based on the temperature of the bike. Yeah. So it's a it's a system and it's one of those things like I, people say, well, I, w- I want to do this. I'm like, what are you trying to accomplish and how are you, you know, should I get this? And I'm like, to, you know, what are we trying to accomplish with it? Yeah. So, okay. Back to Ashley I got stuck in a mud box like that before my feet came out of my boot and I had to flop my bike sideways tools no longer in the mud. I I tried that and my feet almost came out of my boots too. It was getting sticky. Uh, Adobe tires we call it down in Mexico. Pine needles and mud. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you know, you know, knowing Victor, he probably goes riding there and he has somebody walking behind him peeling that stuff off, making bricks right. and then carrying him to build the next uh, house. And Milagro Reposado Nice, Mark Daniels. Okay, let's hit the uh, hit the questions. I hope you didn't mix up the order of those. Oh hell yeah, I did. Can we, I just start anywhere? Let me see. Let me see if I can figure okay. out where the start is, and then we'll go from there. These weren't labeled sheets, Jimmy. I wasn't given clear instructions. I know. So you were like shuffling them like a deck of cards. I was just looking to see what questions were interesting. Okay, yeah. So we have to save Rooster Endo for the end. Okay. Um, okay, so that's. I'm pretty sure that's the first page. Uh, yes. Okay. So hold those aside. Start right. with this question here. This question is from Michael. He's actually coming to the class this weekend. He's super excited about the class, and he reached out with these questions. Okay. Let's go with this one. Uh, the one that most intrigued me was Sherco. The guy at the dealer said that they're a killer brand, but struggling to get traction in the U.S. because they mostly do trail bikes, and the U.S. has more demand for MX bikes. But said they're extremely durable, and even stock come with really solid parts. Have you heard anything good slash bad about Sherco, and do you agree with that assessment? So, um, I think Michael's newer a newer rider and looking to get, you know, into the dirt bike thing. And he was asking me, he said, basically said, I want to ask you some questions about some different bikes. Yeah. And so, so Sherco's are a smaller brand. They are like, um, there's brands like Sherco, TM, Riju, um, Cove is, is kind of in that same league. Uh, they're, they're, they, is it Cove or Cove? Cove. Okay. I don't. I honestly didn't know. That's why I. I I've I, never really. I've said heard it, it said loud. both ways, and I think I asked, and they said Cove. It's like a Senna Cena thing, right? And uh, so 
it's a it's a smaller brand, not very many dealers. Uh, some of the dealers are really really good because they're really dedicated to these smaller brands, and so but some of the dealers just have them and they don't. It's just like they took on something else. You know, they they have a lot of different um, uh, displacement bike, you know, different brands, bigger brands, and they they wanted to bring in a dirt bike brand. Yeah. Um, so I don't have any experience riding a recent Sherco, probably in the last five or six years. I rode a 304 stroke five or six years ago and had some other stuff. They have a lot of guys doing extreme enduro. Mm-hmm. So they are a trail bike and an enduro bike manufacturer. They, they have um, a pretty strong following over in Europe, but again, it's a, still a smaller brand. And yeah, because they aren't doing motocross, they, they, they're kind of perceived this way. I don't have any personal experience with them. I I think the guys that are racing them seem to like them, uh, but uh, I can't really tell you. I mean, the 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 risk with the smaller brands is are they going to be around in ten years? You know, Honda will be around in ten years, and and are you going to keep the bike that long? Anyways, those bikes are kind of cool to have. They're unique. Resale value is always horrible yeah. on something that's 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 weird. Uh, I can tell you that with Husebergs. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you a story about Husebergs. You want me to that's why you got. That's power. why you got to keep them forever. Uh, no, I don't. I just don't let them go. I, but people <laughs> send me all the links all the time when they're for sale, and they're, I've I've wrecked for myself the resale value of Husebergs because now they're expensive. I won't sell mine. Yeah, but I can't buy the ones that I should buy because I talk them up and then the price goes up. So I had a good friend in in Oregon that had a Husberg and uh he loved that thing and he was probably as big of an advocate for him as you were. They they are very unique. I mean, it, what they do and I have an old one. I have a I have a O2 Husberg that's like I know, I've seen you it, ride it. Yeah, it's so, it's so much power. Okay, just let's get, now what's it what's this what's he's like, this, he's like oh the power. What's the this power. question? <laughs> what's the next question? He kept he kept going. Uh, the power is then uh, another store was selling these crazy electric bikes by a maker card called Saron. S U R R O N. Saron, yes. Yep. Uh, while my brain immediately went to thinking about charging up a bike in the wilderness off of solar panels. I imagine that's probably not very feasible and they wouldn't be ideal for lengthy trail riding because of limited range. Have you heard anything good, bad about Saron? Uh, if you talk to a 16 year old kid in San Diego or Las Vegas, they think it's the best thing in the world. They are ripping around on those things all over the place. Um, they're, they're kind of a hybrid mountain bikey, parts like on the brakes and the suspension pieces with an electric motor in it it's not a true dirt bike i'll call it a crossover bike i i don't know i've ridden them they're fun uh i have friends in hawaii jay my buddy jay that was uh that was nmf and me um he's a big sir him and his kids they go all over the the woods in in hawaii yeah um uh in the jungle on those things and have a blast I don't have enough time on them to, to really understand how durable they are. I know there's lots of modifications for them. Um, oh, the Willie Boys are back. They usually they usually come by and like do a show out in front of my house when I'm on when I'm going live. The pipes are all chopped off and stuff. But um, there's and there's a lot of knockoffs of Surons. There's like mm. Segways and there's ten different brands. I don't know yeah. this. I, I want to get one. I want to get one to do a proper test on it. Uh, it's just they are from a new era and they don't um, 
they probably don't want to give it to a dinosaur like me because they 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 think I'm probably just full anti electric bike guy, and I'm I'm not that. I just want to know how they work. Yeah. So, um, same thing with uh, uh, whatever the thing I was going to go ride the Panther. Or I don't Panther. I don't know I don't know what the the electric bike I wanted to go yeah. ride was. It was it was actually kind of a they're a riot. It was a it was a it was a kind of a more. It was more like the Stark, you know, it's kind of a, yeah. a, a kind of a, a, they had, they had one that was a medium one, a, a kind of like a more like a Sur on one. And they had one that was like, like more like a motocross bike. Like, yeah. a, but, um, the technology's, it's coming. Uh, just, we'll see. Um, but, yeah. It's just yeah. about when you want to get on that yeah, train. So, so I don't, I don't know. And, and so the, the question for you there is how hard are you going to ride it? I don't think you can ride it that hard because I don't think they're that durable, especially if you're a bigger person. And, and what is your access to plugging it in? And don't get me wrong, it's just like fuel tank range, but it's a lot easier to put a big gas tank on a motorcycle than it is to put a bigger battery That's true. on the thing. And and the the brand I was going to go ride was the brand that finished their bikes in the Dakar in that experimental. Oh yeah, class. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't the one that snapped the headset off. <laughs> You I know, wouldn't. I, I wouldn't have been so excited to go ride that one, but I'm pretty sure the amount of batteries I had in the bike that snapped the headset off—that's why the headset snapped off. You know, I I rode a, a one of those zero bikes on. Oh the, yeah, I've ridden um, those on the. Was it the South Dakota BDRX? But yeah, so I rode it on one of the BDR routes, and man, that thing is crazy heavy—the DSXR XR right. or whatever. But it was like riding a freight train on gravel because it was so heavy and all the weights down low right. that it didn't care what you were doing. Like you could be doing a, a handstand and you could come around a corner however fast you wanted. The thing was like on rails because it was just so heavy, you know, like stuck to the ground heavy. Yeah, yeah, stuck to the ground heavy. Like how so, was was it maneuverable? Yeah, I mean it it it, it didn't feel like super maneuverable, but the it was it was snappy. You know, like yep. it, it had all kinds of power oh, everywhere you wanted yeah. it. And and just every time you go to reach for the clutch and it's not there, yeah, you know, it's just, like it's just one thing. It's yeah. it's gonna the, the electric bikes are probably gonna be it's gonna be a much easier gateway to get into. You don't have to all this clutch and brake and all this stuff like that. But it's it's you know, just like when first motorcycles first started coming over here from from Japan and stuff, they were junk. Yeah, you know, and then and then China had a lot of junk for a while. That's not the case anymore. This is some of the stuff I was going to talk about with the show. I mean, the things that we saw there, they're taking over. The, the quality is incredible, and don't think for a minute that every brand you're familiar with isn't having a lot of stuff. KTM finally just said, "Well, we're going to tell everybody we're having a lot yeah. of our stuff built there." And there was all these really new um, adventure platforms that all had KTM 790 motors in them. Yeah, or you know, knockoffs of them. And or, KTM's like. What? Ha- where'd you guys get that? Well, they they're they're having their motor produced there. Yeah, you know, or parts of it produced there, and they just filled in the blanks and made more of them. And now they're just kind of they're going with it and licensing it. So on some of that stuff, there was, there was um, so there was there's a lot of 450 rally bikes. One mm-hmm. was a twin cylinder 450 rally bike. Hmm. There was there was some pretty neat stuff. Um, Have you talked? Uh, um, I won't sidetrack you. Never mind. Okay. Sidetrack. Side so it is, he had one more section of his question. One more. Uh, lastly, there was an extremely cheap brand called KO. Uh, dealer said it's Chinese and very cheaply made with parts that will wear out, break easily. 
I mean, I don't know if we need to keep reading this. Uh, For the price tag, I imagine that's correct. But my main question is this. For a newer rider who knows for sure they're in it for the long haul, looking for a first bike, is it smarter to buy a knock, uh, buy a knock around cheap bike at 2,500 KO2, KT250 to learn on? Uh, So if you crash or lay it down, you're not beating up a nice bike. Or is it better to buy a more durable and top quality bike up front, like a $8,300 Sherco 250 with the intent that that bike's parts aren't going to be totally broken or unusable after a spill or two? So it's this is easy. Buy yeah. a used nicer bike. Yeah, buy a used nicer bike. Uh, and 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 like the Sherco, you're probably going to be able to get the parts for. But you're gonna it's gonna way easier to get parts for a, a Yamaha or a KTM or a Honda. You know. Yeah, it, and you're not. And I don't know how new we're talking here, but like uh, for a bike, like plastics are cheap. You right. know what I yeah, mean? And there's and and with the main brands, there's companies like a Cherbys that make aftermarket stuff. In different colors, even you know that you can you can just get the bike fixed fixed up. Yeah, uh, you. But yeah, Sherco, you're gonna have a hard time finding yeah. aftermarket parts for it. Same thing. That's that's another thing is it's harder to find the modifications for something like a Sherco as it is to pose to one of the bigger, yeah, uh, more well known brands. You can but get parts if, faster. Unless you want to really learn how to work on motorcycles, do not buy one of those knockoff kind yeah. of brands. Because a you're lot gonna of times to make parts, you're going to have to get. Creative <laughs> oh no, they'll tell they'll tell you. Oh, it's exactly the same as the KTM, or it's exactly the same as the Honda. Oh, you can get parts. I've I've I we went in quote undercover once and bought like a an old Chinese mini bike, and the and I, I said, well, what about parts availability? And the guys all, oh, well, it's the same as the Honda. You just go get you just go use Honda parts. They're all they're exactly the same. This company makes all the parts for Honda. This is what the guy at the lawnmower shop that was selling <laughs> the Mini Aprilia four fifty that was a one twenty five was telling me. Yeah. So um yeah that's uh that's where that's where that's at. Do you next, want me to read the next one? Next question. Okay. Just picked up a stock 2020 WR250F with less than five hours on it. Took it out, and man, did I stall the crap of it all day on tight tree trails. It was super snappy, and the clutch seemed to release too quickly. Going down a decent graded, greasy, wooded trail, I couldn't idle down in first or second, had to feather the clutch and was stalling 50% of the time. Is this because of the bike being corked up or a matter of mapping? Can you list the part numbers for the ECU and CCU unit? In your video from uh, Stop Climbing That Loosely Rock Hill where you're clutching the whole time or in first. Oh, it's got a timestamp on here from a video that you posted. Right. So he's talking about our WR450. He's talking about a 250. Yeah. And 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 I I was it, he was watching our WR450 video. So he just I think he's just this is a this is a very um typical YouTube uh, you know, watcher that got engaged and then wants an instant response immediately to his very specific questions. That is quite specific. Yeah. So the the problem isn't the bike, especially since the Yamaha, by the way, fine sponsor of this show. Um, <laughs> masterful, uh, masterful, brought it back around. But you could do yourself a big favor by taking a Jimmy Lewis off-road training class where we teach you how to use the clutch for what it's for to stop you from stalling and all this thing. Because he wanted to know when – he, he sees in this one place where I'm in – I think he watched the WR250 video and 
the 450 video because on the 250 video i'm going up this this really steep and you can't this thing with the gopros and stuff you can't tell how steep this is yeah and he was asking whether i was in first gear or second gear using the clutch yeah and i'm pretty sure i was in first gear and using the clutch because i was going so slow at some points and i was i was really kind of i was working on a on a map Mm-hmm. At the time, just trying to get the throttle response, uh, I had at that time I had a more open muffler, so not the stock muffler on it. So it makes it actually made it harder to ride up that hill because the stock muffler would allow a bigger throttle position at the same power level, right? And so it would be less prone to stalling. Where the where the where the 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 power with the open muffler came on quicker it made more power and so you're closer to that on off point to where it would where the torque really falls off right where with the stock muffler because I, I let's say i needed 16 horsepower to go up the hill just, just as a as a rough number and with the with the stock pipe 16 horsepower would be a quarter throttle mm-hmm. but with the 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 open muffler 16 horsepower is like an eighth throttle mm-hmm and so you're you're going you're it's hard to dance between zero and an eighth, right? You know, but zero and a quarter is a little bit easier. And since when you shut it off, it doesn't shut all the way off; it it tapers off when you have the more restrictive muffler. This is where I get in arguments with people all the time. I want more power. It's like then turn the throttle farther. <laughs> okay, you want more power at a lower RPM, but you really don't, yeah, because it becomes it becomes harder to ride and more aggressive. And then he starts talking about the clutch. What are you doing with the clutch? It has enough power, mm-hmm. like like it, it, it this do it. If it's stalling, it's because you're letting the clutch out at an RPM that the motor doesn't. It's it and it's usually your timing with the clutch is is not that good, and so you're letting the clutch out when you have zero power coming out of the motor. In other words, the throttle's closed. Right. That's when the clutch needs to be in. Right. But what happens is you lose your timing and you 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 you're you're slipping the clutch. And then, and then finally it grabs and you lose control and then you shut the throttle off and then you pull the, you yeah. try to pull the clutch back in. It's just learn to be a better rider and then it won't be a problem. Number one. <laughs> and then number two, try to quit blaming the bike. Step one. Step one. It's, it's, it's always that. So no, I probably, I probably was used in clutch, but I was going, I was going really slow. I was going slower than the gear I was in. So it, I needed to use the clutch at that point. All right. Next question. Next question. Uh, curious how well, you does he want? Did he want a map or did he want what? What did he? Uh, what did he specific, can you? He wanted list, the part. Can numbers. you list the part numbers? So the part off numbers, the top of your head for no, the no, ECU yeah, no. and CCU unit. <laughs> yeah. Go. Yeah. No. It's. It, we took a picture of them. There's a picture on that video. If you pause the video, I have to do this every time I try to fix He's this got a show. Stamp, yeah. Every time I fix this show, I have to go and watch a video, and I, I always try to find the shortest video that's going to give me the answer. Like. How to uh, correct your stream settings in, in, in OBS. And they're like, go to this menu, go to this menu, click on this button, click on this. I have to stop every single one of those times. So that's why I put the picture of the parts in there. Yeah. So you stop because I don't want to read them off because everybody that doesn't really care, they're watching it just for entertainment value. They're waiting for me to crash. Right. Uh, which dance, is 80%. Dance. 80% of the people on YouTube want to see the crash. And then the other people that like they so they just put a picture in there. Just uh, take the picture and 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 uh, go to the website. Go to dirtbiketest.com, and there's probably a picture of that on the bike test as well. Yeah. 
Okay. All right. Uh, curious how you think. Uh, oh, this is about a WR450. Right. Curious how you think uh, this compares to the Euro 350s and Beta 390 for trail riding. I keep being tempted by WR's well-sorted KYB suspension, but feel like I'd miss some. I'd miss easy lofting, log clearing, torque of the bigger motor on my 390. Look what I just found in my pocket. I found. It. I got a stash. Oh, taco stickers. Yeah, yeah. I got a stash of taco stickers. <laughs> I was just, uh, what about root beer candies? I didn't, you know, I, I was stupid and I didn't grab any. And there was like a whole bin of them sitting there. Right. It's like in his candy shop. He advertises that on the ad. He I says, know. He says he's going to throw those in. You well, you know, he's if, supposed to, if, he's supposed to come out to Big Dune to maybe ride with us. Right. Uh, Thursday or whatever. So maybe I just help fill up your, your tank bag with, uh, right. with root beer him, candies. Tell him to stuff some in there. Yeah. So the, uh, so back to the question for uh, TJ Tool, what's it? No, it's Josh Durston. Josh Durston. Okay. So I think that uh, you you distracted me with the stickers already. (laughs) You distracted me with the candy. Let me remember remember Josh Durston. So the 350s. So if Yamaha made a 350, it'd be the best one. It would, yeah. I'm really surprised that they haven't. And because... They would have to make an all new. They'd have to make an all new motor, and they wouldn't just downsize a 450 and do it because that wouldn't. It wouldn't be as good as the the Euro ones. They're the the European ones, especially the KTM ones, are really really good right now at that 350 size. It's it's exactly what it is. It's a perfect blend of 450 type power, you know, more torque and and but it's it's like a Revy 450. And it's funny because now they're making, they're trying to make all the 450s act more like 350s, mm-hmm. less reciprocating mass, kind of higher RPM, the string and the power up there a little bit. So there, there, there's, you're just not going to get that kind of power out of a 250. But it's not that the 250s can't do it. It's just they, you know, it just takes a little more finesse and and skill. It's just not as easy. But then you get. A little bit of weight penalty, not much. Yeah, and that's the cool thing about three hundred and fifty. It's really not that much of a weight pen- penalty for the power you get. So that's uh, that's where you're. That's where you're at. I mean, I I, I really wish I really wish <laughs> Yamaha's would do it. And again, you know, the, yeah, the suspension's really good on the Yamahas, but it's really not that bad on the KTM's. Don't believe everything you read on the internet or everything that everybody else says, except for me. <laughs> Tell it like it is, man. Hey, this is another uh, uh, WR450 question. Uh, or it's not really. Hey, a, I put a all the Yamaha questions at the front. You know why? Because they're the Yamaha best. sponsors. The That's show. right. Yeah. 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 Your, your, your Yamaha oh. questions go to the front of the front of the queue. I was going to say one thing about the electric bike question. Yes. Trail Tech makes an electric motor uh, hour meter now, specifically. Really? Yeah. So for your electric, for your e-bikes, for your electric motorcycles, whatever. Um, I so check it out. Awesome. Trailtech.net. That's right. We can't afford trailtech.com. Because <laughs> the guy the guy wanted like uh fifty grand for it. Oh, that's it? Yeah. Chump yeah. change, right? Yeah, exactly. But another four fifty one he says, uh I, I still can't understand why they refuse to put a six speed in a WR four fifty. Okay. If they're 
is ever a five-speed that doesn't need a six-speed. It's the <laughs> Yamaha transmission. And I've said this long. I said this when KTM was sponsoring the show and when Honda was sponsoring the show. I've said this forever. Yamaha has the five-speed figured out on the 450s. Would it be better with a six-speed? I think so. But I would actually... You know, I would actually make it an overdrive six-speed at that point. And, and what I want in a six-speed is not what everybody wants. I, I would use the first five in, in, in a semi-wide thing, and I'd like a I'd like a really, really wide six. Or I don't mind having a, an underdrive low, and then I can gear the rest of it as long as it doesn't space the the um, uh, the ratios out. But you don't need one on a on a on a Yamaha 450. You, I mean, it, it can get a little. You know, the KTM's with their six speeds might have a little bit more legs, maybe, but not, not much. Um, I, we've done top speed on these bikes and, and it doesn't make a big, doesn't make a big difference. So, uh, yeah, doesn't need it. I'm not saying that cause they're a sponsor. <laughs> Jimmy clickers class. I need one Oh one, two Oh one, three Oh one and four Oh one. Let me know if you need a DP for that. I know a guy. Uh, okay, so uh, DP probably isn't what most people think of that. He he means a uh, uh, producer. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's uh, talking about shooting uh, videos. He's helping talking out about some shooting something videos. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I on the on the ten, the Tenere video that I just released, I just uh, tested some uh, different shocks and suspension stuff from TourTech, and I kind of explain it. And I, you know, I start like anything, I go off the deep end and I started explaining how I was turning the clickers to, to adjust the attitude of the bike with the high speed compression. And then I went in, wait, you went over the deep end on something deep end. Yeah. Uh, you know, the fork oil, they, it came with 10 weight. I went back to seven weight, went, finally went to five weight at a really high oil level. So it was, it was still plush. I was trying to match the fork to the shock mm-hmm. with the 10 weight. It matches the, the tractive shock, which there's going to be a question about this in a second. There was a track. It, 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 ma- it matches that, that, but when I went to the JRZ shock, uh, which is much more compliant, I had to go to five weight oil back in that fork to get the compliance compliancy. And then I went to the high level. So, and then, and then I started talking about what I did on the shock to, to, to get it working the way that I, that I wanted. And yeah, it, it there's, that's, there's 30 years of, you know, suspension, uh, clicking. Yeah. In in that and and I still, I mean, I understand the basics of, like, I could go, I could tear a shock apart and yeah. valve it a little bit, but by no means am I an expert at that. But you, I can tell you what a clicker. I can feel what a clicker does, and I know how to make it work. And it's there's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, gray area in that. You know what kind of drives me crazy about people with suspension? They ask about stock suspension on something. Right. And then you're like, well, did you set it up for like your weight and like how you're riding? And they're like, well, no. Or did, did you, yeah. A, did you set the first question when somebody asks me about this is, I go, is it stock? And they'll go, yes. Did you set the sag? No. Go set the sag. And if it's an adventure bike, did you play? And then most of them have adjustable spring preload in some way, shape, or form. Have you played with that yet? At mm-hmm. least. And and on most of my like, adventures, but I heard it sucks. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> you should just send it. Send it to me. I'm gonna start my suspension shop. I have a whole suspension shop in here. I've, I have a better suspension shop than most guys have suspension shops. Believe it or Uncle, not, Uncle Jimmy suspenders. Let's go. They they they. I will I will squirt cleaner on it. I'll clean it <laughs> off and I'll put my sticker on it and I'll give you free revalves. Okay. 
after it's done. And you know what the free revalve will be? Squirt and revalve. Squirt. It. It'll be squirt and revalve suspension, and then it'll be it'll be um, just a service. I would, the next thing I do after you send it to me the second time for a revalve, I would service it and I would send it back to you, and then it would probably be better, much better at that point. Because it would definitely be better the first time. But if, if it wasn't, it would get a free revalve. So then I'd actually do the service. Then when you sent it back to me with a complaint at some point or another, then I would actually do something. Because at that point, well, actually, I would so ask you. conflict would, motorsports. Uh, there's different ways of doing this. <laughs> thing. Oh, but, you just take the money and then you send it back without doing anything. I don't know that he did that. <laughs> uh, but I heard a couple stories. So the... Then, then I would say, well, the, the oh hey, do you, oh my 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 setting that I sent you, it you need to adjust the, the clickers. I maybe I didn't adjust the clickers right, so I, you tell me what it did. I tell you how to adjust the clickers. I probably never have to go inside of a shock for ninety percent of the customers. Yeah, but I really can't do that with. I think I'd be better off if I started an OnlyFans account. OnlyFans suspension service. I was gonna say, well, I think you could merge these two. It'd be an OnlyFans for like. Right. Jimmy here with your clickers. I, I got your clickers. I got your clickers. Okay, next question. <laughs> next question. <laughs> okay. Uh, hi, Jimmy. Thanks for the great summary. Short question. Die, you use Moscow 40. Die. Si- sideways, question mark. Thanks, from Switzerland. Well, see, I, I'm going to give him a break on the spelling and stuff okay. like that. So um, he was talking about our co-video, and I guess can, you can mount the Moscow sacks like vertically as well as... Okay, he's talking about the beaver tail sack. You can mount mount it so that the beaver tail goes like a th- across the bike or fore and aft, right? So it's got two different mounting points so that uh, beaver tails can either go like this, like from side to side, or they can like go from rat. front to back. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, we did front to back. I, I didn't totally understand this That's question. That's the way they come the, from the Yeah, so we, we, we did it standard. That's yeah. how we mounted it, yeah. Moscow uh, 40. Uh, Reckless Forty, great product. Right, uh, they were flawless. Yeah, on on our ride back, they were they were great. We slapped them on a cove, rode fifteen hundred miles, didn't have an issue, yeah. and they were easy to take off because one place we got into and we decided, can we keep going? And I'm like, let's take the lighter bike, strip it down, and at least find out. <laughs> I rode down a canyon. I came back, and said, we're not going that way. <laughs> Good move. <laughs> so, because some, you know, like I said, I didn't want to get in this like the mud situation. I'm usually smarter than that. But I lost this one. Okay, here's one about uh, uh, KX450X. Love my 2023. Only problem, it's tough on real tight switchbacks uphill. Otherwise, it's a great all-around bike. I don't know that there's a question. I'm pretty sure that you can't blame the KX for that problem. I would like to blame the most obvious thing, which would be the rider. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and and that bike, so that bike does not, unlike the Yamaha YZ450FX, which has its own unique five-speed wide-ratio transmission with a low first gear. That's right. That would help a little bit, but I'm pretty sure that if you took a high-level rider, they could do the switchbacks on any bike, and you took a lower-level rider, they couldn't do the switchbacks on even the best bike. Yeah. So the best thing to do at that point would be to become a better rider www.jimmylewisoffroad.com oh for gosh. our classes. I can't believe I just snuck that in. There you um, go. But uh, I, I, this is the problem with some of the bikes that have the motocross transmissions in them is the first gear ratio is pretty high. And even from the factory, they'll just gear the final drive down to help that first gear, but then it doesn't go 
fast enough on the roads. Mm-hmm. So you're 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 struggling with that. Even with the more tame power output, the gearing is going to fight you. Um, is the 450 way more of a handful than the 300? I realize there's less reciprocating mass in the 2T, but it seems like the 450 is great all around package, especially for out west. Thoughts? So, so he's talking about the KTMs. We rode all of the KTM XCWs yeah. on a single day. I didn't. Trevor went out and, and rode them. So they're... they're <sighs> It's funny because the KTM 300 is, has become heavier, and I was really, really surprised when we put it on the scale. I'm working on a, I'm working on a test on the Beta and the KTM 300. I got to tell my KTM 300 story. And the KTM has become heavier. The Beta has always felt way lighter than it weighs on the scale. Mm-hmm. Now they weigh the same. In fact, the Beta was a pound lighter. So I don't I can't believe the KTM has gained that much weight, and I can't believe the Beta has lost that much weight because Beta is very conservative with taking weight off of stuff but they're definitely lightening things up and then and then so i did sort of a comparison where i was riding beta 300 and i was riding a wr450 and there was three of us riding it i didn't feel the weight nearly as much we had 250f 300 and 450 and uh, the 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 two guys from Avacana both preferred the two stroke and the two fifty f. I really like the the four fifty because the weight doesn't really bother me. And and so it, it the, what I'm learning from this or what I've known for a while is it depends on the rider. Yeah, like it depends on how you ride the bike. If if you ride a four stroke at kind of like low RPMs, which most people don't, they actually rev them. So I run I run my four fifty at a pretty low RPM, so it doesn't gain that weight with inertial rotation with power where a, a 302 stroke you can kind of rev it and it's not going to get as heavy as the four stroke yeah is, is where is where you really notice it so it's it's tricky you know to 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 it, it depends on what kind of rider are if you rev bikes you're probably going to feel that the 300 is much lighter yeah um so and and it you know they they're both making kind of really good power plenty of power Here's one that says, I would like to see a comparison between a Kove and an AJP PR7, the other unicorn. I would like I don't to know ha- that I'd call it a, a unicorn. I've, I've ridden a- both, but one, one's, oh, sorry, this no, is a question no. for you. No, I'm going to let you keep going. You went straight to his question because I was going to tell him what I'd really like. I mean, I'm, I'm notorious for interrupting yeah. and, you know, just taking control. But <laughs> I, I would have liked to have, um, you know, just since we're talking about it, I would have liked to have tacos delivered here. I would like to be able to. Shit, um, we should have picked you up tacos. I, I would like. I would like to be able to have tequila and then still claim that I'm not drinking. Uh, and I would like. I would like to have people make videos for me for exactly what I want to know. And instead of having to, like look at six videos to try to figure out how to, you know, lay a tile or fix the uh, the um, transmission in my tractor or rebuild a carburetor, I would want. <laughs> this is what I want. Now, what did he want? He wants to to know a comparison. He wants a comparison between the Kove, right. which I assume he means the 450 Rally, right, and the uh, AJP PR7. Right. I'm getting one of those. It'll be out here on Friday. Okay. Well, I've ridden both. And okay. I- so, so this is why I brought you Spencer <laughs> from Trail Tech. That's right. TrailTech.net, which they, they they make the the Voyager Pro. 
Voyager Pro. The Voyager Pro. Yeah. I I hope you don't go in there and see that I haven't really unboxed all that stuff I got, but I haven't needed it yet. You're so, you're our number one tester. Yeah. Durability of everything. Uh, so anyway, so Spencer's going to tell you about those two bikes because this is the kind. This is it's, I'm, how I prep for the show. The the two bikes. Uh, I would say the Kove is that's a, a rally bike. It feels fun to ride fast. Uh, the the PR seven feels fun like a four fifty. Like it, the it's uh, it's fun. It's uh, it's like a dirt bike. Feels like a dirt bike. Whereas the Kove feels more like a rally bike, which it is. PR the PR seven isn't that the one that that is kind of it's like a six fifty yeah yeah it's, but it's, it's churched up like a to it, look it like, looks yeah. like a rally bike yeah yeah but but we're the Kobe isn't like, it is isn't, like isn't it rally. really really heavy it's more like XR six fifty I don't think it's that heavy is it it didn't I, feel that heavy I mean huh. but I, I I rode one around just briefly and I thought it was very heavy and slow handling and kind of reminded me of XR650 where the Kove reminds me of a <laughs> we a long time ago we deboard a CRF450X mm-hmm. we made it into a 400 mm-hmm. and that's what the Kove reminded me of like engine character wise but it does feel like like a, a rally bike because um, of its 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 length and the fairings and stuff like that yeah um so they, they both kind of fit in that for me that sort of like smaller sized adventure bike category you know yeah. single cylinder adventure bikes which are you know you kind of have to make your own but i thought those, adventure bikes started at 1200 cc's yeah well if you're a pussy you can have a 1200 but you should they, now they're, now they're making 1300s and 1290s and everything else yeah. i only ride a 700 that's all i can handle anymore okay we got a good question in the, the oh, chat question. about uh, Trail Tech. Oh, I thought one of your other guys. Okay, we got to answer all Trail Tech questions. Um, when will the next firmware update for the Voyager Pro be released? I heard they were working on a big update. Uh, we are working on a big update right now, and hopefully within before Q1's over. So March, hopefully next month. Yeah, big update. Huh. It's funny because all of the stuff they've done in the updates – I mean, some of the stuff with the buddy tracking uh, yeah. just made it it's, it's work better, mm-hmm. function better. Um, but all of the updates have to do with the adding maps and all the stuff that I don't do because I don't use a GPS to tell me where to go because I right. know I have I have unfortunately I have that in my brain, which is right. half of my problem. But the yeah, it's it's because I've tested a whole bunch of um, pre updates. Like they would send me firmware that was like, yeah. Uh, I sent you the yeah the POI update I believe I did and it was, we've we've been messing around with a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, I mean but. this even goes back to, to I have I have Voyager ones that I turn on now that stay experimental code in them. Yeah, it's still you know it's just some weird stuff. But anyway, soon. Yeah, uh, Mike Pearson, I think you're gonna you're gonna like it when we do Rooster Endo in a few minutes. I think so. Might might like it. Uh, okay, let's let's burn through these questions. Uh, rapid fire questions now. All right, I'll rapid quit. fire. Let's go. What happened to the hot seat uh, hot seat Zoom calls? I know seat concepts is gone, but I really enjoy hearing people calling and calling in myself. Let, uh, let's let the audience uh, better articulate their questions. We've already talked. That yes. We're going to make this see, trail see tech how, segment. Tra- the trail tech tech trail tech tech talk hotline. We're going to workshop that title. Right. 
<laughs> All right. Be smarter any any insight on the 2025 new Yamaha XT700 Twin Scrambler and the 2025 the new Suzuki TS700 Apache or just YouTube rumors? It's if true, would they make a good unicorn or just another KTM? Just another KTM 690. Come on, let's not. Let's oh, not no, KTM 690 is, not a, is not a twin cylinder bike. True. I I would not. It would not surprise me that 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 there would be some sort of a kind of scram. But Yamaha, don't they already make a kind of a scrambler bike? That MT07, that MT07 engine, you know that that platform is that such slaps. a good, such a good. As the kids would say, such a yeah, such a good um, platform. That would be an awesome ad- adaptation for it. It wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me. But I, th- at this moment, I'm pretty sure it's all rumors. Yeah. Uh, wish I would have seen your video before I did my first ever moose install. I watched several videos of the guys in the perfect shops with the tools and took pretty good ass beating. I will be watching your video for the next set. Hmm. That's good. So I, I, you know, now, now that I'm buddies with the Rabaconda guys, uh, you know, and actually I, I, because a bunch of people saw me change tires like that. Andrew Short bought me a Rabaconda. Hey. This is why I have one. It's not because I went and got. I, I now that I have one, I should should have had one a long time ago. But I still wanted to show how you can change a, a moose. You know, so I just you know I just cracked a beer and dropped down on my hands and knees and got all moosey. Got all moosey. Yeah. So thank you for thank you for uh, reminding me. Here's here's some sentiment. Uh, Beta, please stop using those tires. Okay. Well, yeah. Like, you change your tires. Take them if you don't like those tires, and you know this, which you know now. Take them off and sell them, and buy another set. Okay, these free. I used podcast- to have a tire sponsor for a long time. Yeah, budget cuts. Budget cuts. I'm ready to start dropping some new info about the next new best tires. Oh, yeah, because there's a lot of good tires out there. I okay. love tires. Tires are good. Uh, these free podcast critics are getting out of hand. No need to pit Jay and JL against each other. Let Jimmy be himself. Are we talking about uh, I talk, Jay? Yeah, so, yeah, uh, um, Dirt Bike TV Jay. Yeah. Uh, some guy wrote me a very nice letter, and he told me how I should make my show. He said Jay, he, he, he wanted to let me in on Jay having his own podcast, which, because I've had Jay on the show before. And I said, it doesn't surprise me. The guy's got good ideas and good content and all this stuff. And, and he's like, yeah, well, he gets right to the point. And I'm like, and I beat around the bush. That's where the that's where the uh, skating or dancing around the questions. Yeah, maybe, going off the deep end. I told him I wasn't going to do anything he said in his thing, and I think he did say maybe too many beers. And look at me now. Damn it! Damn it! Damn it! Okay, what do we got here now? Oh, Rooster Endo. Rooster Endo. Brought to you by Taco Moto. That's tacomoto.co. If you need stuff for your bike, you can go to Taco Moto. He'll give you the sauce. They'll give you the sauce, and he has all the stuff. So this is a segment. So this this segment, here's what it works. And I'm completely out of Rooster Endos, and it's going to be a short one tonight. And 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 Mike, you're gonna you're gonna be pretty happy, I think. So, uh, this segment, we you you send us a picture of your bike. You're supposed to give us your make and model, Mm -hmm. and we'll start with the uh, we'll start with the that one. Where this one? No, there's. There's one that's missing. Oh, there it is right there. Oh, this there is the is. first rooster ender right here. Oh, okay. We'll start with that one. And the reason we're going to start with that one is, uh, anyways, you send us a picture. You're making model. Send us a picture of your bike. We discuss it. Okay. We say whether it roosts or endos. So if you want to do this, send me an email. 
It's really easy. It's jimmy at dirtbiketest.com. Send me an email with your rooster end of submission. Tell us a little bit about your bike, your modifications, whatever. You can you can tell us a story. We decide at the end. And then you win a $100 gift certificate from tacomoto.com. .co. Tacomoto.co. Okay. Okay. What's our first one? It is a quad. And it's oh. a... Uh, 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 that's not that one. Uh, uh, there you go. It's a quad. It says my trail cutting machine, cutting trail for the 29th annual River Riverfront Grand Prix, 2001 Suzuki Vincent 500 4x4. Cut trail and work the races on this for several years. Okay, Mike Pierce. <laughs> so Mike, <laughs> um, thank you for sending this in. He's got the cooler on the back. I this, mean, I got to give him that. Because he's out cutting trail. He's this got crispy awesome. boys in there, I bet. Yeah. So he's he's good. The, the reason that this is so important to, 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 well, I actually, I posted a picture of in the last, when I said I wasn't going to do the show or something like that. Yeah. I Or maybe I did post a picture of a quad. Okay. Oh, I know. I, I did the show, but I didn't. I said, send your rooster endo submissions or we're going to talk about these. And mm-hmm. I sent a picture of a quad. So he, he got back at me. Good job on you for doing that. I'm stoked that you're out there working on the trails. Um, I, I, it's it's actually not a bad picture of a quad, except it's it's yellow. A, except it's a picture, which of, is cool. It's a, except it's a picture of a quad. That's the only problem. But that quad, um, since it's not a Yamaha, and I just all like it endos. It endos. Endos. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna call it an endo. But good job on you, Mike, for for <laughs> pushing that back at us. Uh, this is another Mike, right? Uh, it says 2016 KTM 500. Is it the same mic or a different? It mic? is the same mic. Ah, so tw- Mike actually sent that one as a as a spoof, as a joke, and now we have his his regular his daily rider on the screen here. Oh man, this it's, this thing, uh, sweet. It's a uh, 2016. Don't K- give away your try. Try to keep the leave the uh, the opinions for later. Let's, okay, let's keep it to the I facts. Too, I got too excited. You, you got Jimmy. super excited. You <laughs> saw some bling in that <laughs> yeah. thing. And you started running away. I was like, oh, six days. Hello. Hey, well, well, I know, but don't. You, you got to be careful because he might he might have competitor products to trail text on there, and then you're going to have to end them. Yeah, that's true. Okay, go ahead. List. Okay. Uh, 2016 KTM 500 EXC six days Trail Tech Voyager Pro. Oh, you saw that's why you that's why you said boost right away. I don't know. I don't know. Acherby's over really has one. He does. Okay, so, so right here. Okay, go. I'll, I'll let you go. Uh, Acherby's oversized tank Tusk uh, tires and accessories. Uh, Taco Moto accessories. Yeah. Uh, accessory relay kit. Uh, Remember, you're 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 the you're the you're supposed to be the objective, impartial the objective. Deliverer of information, then then we'll get into okay dissecting this with <laughs> okay comments okay, okay. <laughs> polysport items Eline carbon fiber products JD jetting tuner G two ergonomics handguard sometimes I interrupt when you're when you're reading you yeah sometimes no. I and and I was I was gonna say I hear a little bit of getting lazy on the list when he just says products and doesn't. I, I mean, we have some people that put part numbers, and trust me, I don't like that easier either. Yeah. But no, okay, keep going. Yeah. Uh, and a few other items. Does all I need for my dual sport here in Ar- uh, Arkansas carry my trip gear in my climb arsenal pack? Plenty of storage. 2016 KTM 500 EXC six days. Big big ups to the uh, to the dropping sponsors of the show on there. Climb. Yeah. 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 That was clutch. Yeah, he, he, you, you know what you know he do. 
make the picture a little better. Just like paint it blue. You see, I do this in my videos and stuff. You'll see the climb helmet hanging on the handlebars mm. or the climb arsenal. You know, you know how to do right. this. Right. Yeah. So, anyways, but yeah, good. Uh, I like I like the climb goggles. If you hang them from the handlebars with the climb running down the side. Uh oh, I think we're getting the the hook. Yeah. I think the pussy's it's bringing pussy, us the yeah, hook. Yeah, pussy's in in there. Uh okay. So <laughs> so. Oh, uh, now, now, now here's where we get to talk about this bike. This is a sweet bike. Uh, I'm not a big, it, what, what skid plate was it? Do you say? It looks like a Tusk skid plate. Is it Tusk one? Yeah. Not a big fan of the aluminum skid plates no. on, on, uh, on the bikes anymore. There's, there's a lot of other ones, although I'm going to be testing some different ones because some people just like to murder the bottom of their bike. Mm-hmm. Uh, but other than that, it looks pretty good. Hey, you know, uh, I have tested some of the Tusk tires. Mm-hmm. Surprisingly good. Hmm. Like you look like a uh, evil villain right now with your cat, and you're holding your cat. And I'm going to talk about your motorcycle and pet my cat. <laughs> this show is really going down. This is fantastic. <laughs> okay, so back back to the bike. I. I'm going to say, since I, I, he does have a Trail Tech Voyager on there, which is really good. Voyager Pro. Voyager Pro. Double take mirrors. Did he say double take mirrors? Yeah. But he didn't have a Trail Tech fan because they come with a fan. Right. He didn't have Trail Tech radiator guards. Maybe he has bolt, do you have bulletproof design radiator guards? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Those are good. But you can even if your bike comes with a fan kit, you can always upgrade it to a trail tech fan kit oh. because now we can program our temperature. We can get a lot more out of it. You this know? is true. So it's just something to think about. Uh, right. Yeah. And there, there's we don't we don't play to our sponsors here. We just nope. tell it like it is. Nope. That was That's solid right. information. Straightforward. Uh I'm gonna say that this bike roosts. I think it roosts. Because I end as his quad. So it roosts. Okay. So that's a, that's a roost. I'm I'm happy with that, and so this this is breaking a rule. But go ahead. All right. Hey Jimmy, uh, here's the full picture of both bikes with studs in the not snowy top of a hill picture. The single track in these trees is all snowed in just behind where I'm standing. Just came up here for the picture. My buddy's bike is a 2018 KTM 250 XCW. This is from December in Alberta, Canada, just east of the Rockies in an area called something Canadian. Eyeballs were burning up here, not used to, not used to the sun. My bike really uh, does only have the few small mods to it currently. This was my first ride on it, but it will be getting a few things. Came from an 07, three, uh, 07 300 XCW that also roosted. I really enjoy the show. I usually listen to it as a podcast at work. Over 10,000 minutes of listening time for an account according to Spotify. That's pretty good, Jimmy. Yeah. Uh, had to catch up on some old episodes. This See is, out this there is, on This the is why I need to really communicate this information. I have dedicated listeners that completely, they're motivated 100% by trying to win prizes. So uh, we're, because I don't, I, I can tell people, like my, my, I'm not famous enough and my, my, um, you can't. They can't see what I'm doing right now. But I, if I had a big rack, if you had a pussy, I, I would be. I, I would be more famous. But they they want okay. to win prizes. And this this he's he he resubmitted because we talked about the bikes uh, and and he wanted to give me some clarity. I can't believe that they came up. They came out of Canada, out of the ground to to go riding on a cold day like this. Mm. 
But this is what it looks like around here right now. We've got we've got that level of snow. I don't want to see snow. Well, you're gonna go. You're going down. If you go up any place higher than this, you're gonna get into. Yeah, it. it's not gonna be good. We are. We're yeah. gonna try to. So, do but uh, it's his name was uh, Sean. Uh, 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 I, yeah, Sean. Yeah, Sean. Thanks, yep. Sean. Uh, I'm sorry you have to listen to this as a podcast. Your bike is. Uh, these look like trail hogs. They look like really good bikes. That riding's. There's really good single track in there. Gronk's probably all jealous because another Canadian guy, yeah. like getting their bike on there. But uh, good. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a roost on this. He said he got a roost before. Yeah. I don't think he won. But the who wins? That's the question. You have to decide. I gotta decide. Yeah. I I think it's got to be the six days. Right. I know. It's I, a cool bike. I think the quad wins. You think so? Yeah. Well, he's doing he's doing God's work. That's 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 what he so cut trail. He Mike, you're the winner of the the Tech Talk Taco Tuesday Rooster Endo segment from episode 219 because you're clearing trails and you have a sweet bike, and for that you roost, and that's a short Rooster Endo segment. And we'll throw a, a Trail Tech something in there if he wants a TTO I will, or something. I, I will. Okay, you're getting. Stuff piled up. This is great. <laughs> Trail Tech, great sponsor of the show. That's and, right. And uh, helping us out right now. I tell you what, uh, the new, so you're talking about the new temperature sensor. Yeah, universal temp sensor. Universal, universal temperature sensor. I got to get you a couple of those. I might you could use them. You, know you can put them on your tractor. You know you what? You could put them on anything. I do need them on my tractor. You know the hood's up on that thing right now. It's kind of <laughs> a little hot. Um, <laughs> well, somebody cartwheeled that tractor before. Not me. Previous owner. <laughs> no, like, no, literally, no, it no. cartwheeled. And it, it pushed the radiator into the fan. Yeah. The, you know that, that um, tire pump thing you guys have? Yeah, portable that, air compressor. That thing's so sweet. I li- we really like it. So we use it, or I use it around here all the time, but when, like, when we're doing our school, I have all the rental bikes. I mean, yeah. this, is, this, is a, this is a guy with too many bikes problem when you have a lot of bikes running. You got a couple. Yeah, but you take, I have a couple of bikes. I have a couple of those things, too. But yeah. I have my guys that check all the tires, just hand them one of those things. They used to have to carry around the the The, the, the little air compressor. Yeah, and the, 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 compre- the little compressor was super noisy. Yeah. That one's not super noisy. But, yeah, it makes everything. There's a, You go to trailtech.net and check out some of the cool products they have here. Um, and, uh, Spencer, thanks for kicking that in. I will add you to the email with Mike. Sweet. When I send it to the other Mike. And uh, then you can take care of him. So he'll get a surprise that way. Flying Brian 529 says, Jimmy, shirt's on the way. Okay, can we verify here? There's people that have, that have evidence that, that looks like shirts are getting to be on the way. Yeah, they're, they're getting close. And Jason Abbott likes tacos. That's good. He doesn't. We're I can't doing believe we didn't bring you tacos. Endo? I asked you for a taco recommendation, and then I didn't bring you tacos. I don't know That's why. okay. I, I got I got some stuff I cooked the other day. I'm ready for it. So, oh, d- oh d- d- don't disorganize. Oh, don't disorganize them. No, no, My no, whole no. life will go to shit. He was just proving oh. that they, they do exist. Yeah, they in real exist. Life. No, there's 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 a there's a yeah. Their their t-shirts are on their way. This has been hell. I I was supposed to get them before Christmas. No, no. Yeah. So people, everybody's getting a late. I, I like to extend the holidays. That's I right. I don't celebrate holidays. So Mike, congratulations. Uh, he's in the chat there. Really good. And uh, I'm thinking, I'm looking for the really good, the really good question. I think I'm, I, I think it's gonna, I think that Ricky Brabeck, you know what? I'm going to get it. I'll get more signed. He's, he's coming. He'll come by here pretty soon. So uh, he'll have some rally navigation needs and we'll have to, 
discuss riding. So I will, I'm going to, because the guy who bought, Ron Wilder, who's a, who's an avid listener, bought seven t-shirts. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to, that's going to be his surprise in the, in the box. That's rad. Yeah. So those are, those are hard to come by. I would think a Tech Talk Taco Tuesday t-shirt with Ricky Brave. This is because that's a limited edition shirt. We're only yeah. doing them once. So we'll make a new, Jerry will make a new design and we'll call it good. Spencer, thanks for coming in. Yeah, thanks for having thanks, me, Jimmy. Thanks for thanks for helping out this show. I would have been really boring, as I, you know, because I would have been concise with my questions. I would have answered them quick because I wasn't drinking, and the show would have been much better. But you yeah. came in here, distracted me, distracted and it got, you, turned into yeah. the regular show. It is so. With that, um, like, subscribe, uh, subscribe to my premium channel that I don't have anymore. Or I never had Your OnlyFans, and uh, yeah. I'm working on the I'm working on the OnlyFans for me, my cat, for Spencer, and all the sponsors, including Yamaha, Takamoto, Scott Sports. Oh, man, there's a couple other things. Everybody thinks I'm going to end the show, so I'll <laughs> Just tell you what. When you thought we were done, I'll t- tell you what. On the it's next show, it. I'm going to tell you how I seized our KTM 300. Okay. TPI TBI bike. Okay. I'm going to tell you how I seized it. Not 100 percent my fault. But it sees. But Did some percentage. Corner. That it's implies ru- that it's some percentage. It's running again. Okay. So remember this if you're watching the show. Remember that. I'll tell you how it seized. I'll tell you about it. I'll tell you. I, I'll bring the piston in here too. I can confirm it's not clay. I and and we and we forgot to get into the to the to the when we when Jimmy learned about Instagram. Oh yeah, yeah. Which is it's, it's a good which, story. It, it I thought the Valentine's Day story was better though. That was the same time, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay. we, yeah, I mean, it was over. It was you and me and Rodeo Cowboy. Yeah, this would be the, the tomorrow. Will be the second Valentine's Day that I've I've spent, spent with, with you. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Oh, I I don't think so. Huh? I don't. I don't. My wife probably thinks it's weird. My wife. My wife definitely <laughs> thinks it's weird. <laughs> well, at least you're riding dirt bikes, and yeah. that's what I'd like to do tomorrow too. So <laughs> uh, we'll see how we'll see how things work out. So yeah, we'll talk about these things and other things next time we have Spencer. When are you coming back? You're gonna? Are you around next Tuesday? Uh, no. Hopefully, I'll be. You'll home. be. You'll be on the way home. Okay. Yeah. But I should come back again this winter. I love riding down here. Yeah. There's there's plenty of that. Um, thanks everybody for dropping stuff in the chats. And uh, I think that's it. I think we should make this show go away. So I have a button I can push. Shoot. I didn't program that button in. Remember, I told you this thing broke. Uh, let's see here. Uh, there's something called. Let's see. Um, yeah, outro. Let's try that. Outro, outro. Thanks for watching. Thanks for I, watching. I need to update this thing because it has former previous sponsors on there. I should call them up and tell them they need to pay me. Rock, bro. Okay, everybody. See you out on the trail. Cheers. Cheers. If you liked what you saw in this video, come check us out over at DirtBikeTest.com on the webs. We have bike tests, product tests, a lot of fresh dirt, and you can even support us by clicking through our links. Hopefully, we'll see you out in the trail.